Hi, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello. How's Hi. it going? This is the next Hi. episode. I'm Phil, in case you didn't know, but... But Phil, but it says there on the... I like everybody who's listening. I'm a little bit sick today. I have a little cold, Jacob. Did you know that? Uh, let me think really quick. Yes. A couple of days had now. a little bit of this temperature I'm doing thing better, slightly. but my voice is a little bit... Um, well, unfortunate. So I'm going to take it cool, and I'm not going to raise my voice. I think I'll be like this. And you Are the roles reversed? The are the roles reversed finally? Yep, they're reversed this now, time. I was going to say that I think that a lot of people are getting these kind of um, sick vibes these days. Yeah, the it seems to change. happen every single time, every year almost, for every transitional period. But it's kind of, it's not really spring yet. You know what I mean? But spring, it's pre-spring. Well, it's early spring. Okay, yeah. And early I spring. like early spring. It makes me happy. And people are getting these kind of, you know, congested noses. And uh, I, I had, what, a fever? Yeah, you did. And it was just like a one-night thing where it's like you can't sleep and you're just like <gasps> dreaming of being in space. And <laughs> and it's like you never fall asleep and you're, oh, my arms are tingling and stuff. Yeah. It was really bad. So on our little thing, we decided to actually be organized this time and see if that works. Uh, what's our little thing? Man, I hate it. Every single time I talk. What? Works. I can't get down lower. Works. I can't get lower. How low can you go? Uh, that sounds really bad. That sounds uh, really stupid. How okay. low? Hey. Anyway, Jacob, I've been Welcome doing Welcome to the podcast. Of- yeah. It's Whoa, not a podcast. Crap. And I was going to say that, um, what well, on the thing? You said, on the thing? <laughs> what thing? Is this the thing? The thing we do? This little talking? Is that the thing? That's the thing. Okay, what do you want to say really quick? No, sound I just effects? wanted to say that I've been doing some sound effects. I'm supposed to be doing drawing so we can continue and go to the next project that I want to do. That is a good That is a good. But point. I'm getting kind of lazy and I really got really bored the other day, so I decided to just take a piece of footage from a movie and uh, instead of, you know, just redesign all the sounds, sort of, sort of mimic it. You know, and just have a clean track with just sound effects. Which is, you know, the holy, which is gra- which is a, you know, it's a holy grail of mine, you know. I would love to, or ours. I yes, guess. it is a hidden holy grail gem thing that we want to It would to be get. so amazing to watch a movie you like, or just about any movie, without any music. Zero music. Just yeah. the stems of dialogue, everything else. Yeah. Sound effects, you know, you name it. Mm-hmm. But the music, gone. Can you imagine how cool that would be? It would cool be beautiful. Be? Imagine The Matrix. Like no, no, no music. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even like Pirates of the Caribbean or something like that. Like, yeah, which is the would little scene that I used to do the sound effect thing on. Unfortunately, no one will be able to see it because no one cares that much. I did a trailer for um, Captain America 2, remember? Yeah, Just yeah, put sound effects. Did you put it online or no? I did. Did you really? Yeah, no one cares. They, I don't think they understand. Maybe. I think they really don't maybe understand. Maybe the man. You know what man might care a bit? Who? Frank Ireland. The man <laughs> in his underwear. Yeah, maybe he's the only one who cares. Maybe he does. Mm. Maybe he's just not saying anything. That'd be nice. Frank Holland's cool. What are you talking about? Yeah, he's great. He would care. He cares because yeah, he, he knows because he's a good editor. Yeah, we always we always mention well. him on this podcast. Well, because he you know he likes movies. Yeah, he know he's very knowledgeable about movies, and he doesn't care what other people think. Exactly. Yeah, and that's, that's so cool. Yeah, and do we care what other people think? And there's like, well, here's the thing. See, we usually kind of negative all the time when we talk about films, but we're not really negative. We just sort of like. Not necessarily nitpicking, but we kind of poke at the but bits. But we have to, because for me, like I said before in the other, the older podcast, not podcast that we did, um, I just, I can't keep going when I know that there's this little, uh, yeah. this this hole in the, in, in the, 
Why am I saying tree this sap? Hole I wanted to the, say road. This in the hole equation. In the, world, the road. On the road, that's better. You want to patch it up. You want to assess it. And I'm sorry, you know. There's some people who are less sensitive to these things, but I'm hypersensitive. I'm like the princess and the pea. You know, I'm sleeping on the mattress. And I actually I can, don't know anything about that. I can feel that. the pee under these thousand plus million mattresses. That is a pretty good analogy. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway, we'll try to be organized. We have some topics. Jacob, sing a song for no, us. No, first we have to do a new theme song section, which yeah. is going to be Experimental Zone, because yeah. we usually had this pre-recorded thing, which right. we completely forgot to put into new, yeah, in the new, ones. The new episodes. So now we're going to... Kind of lazy. Do we have to do it one take? I mean, also, like, we I think we have a uh, schedule now. We have a schedule for our uh, po- uh, the episodes, I think, because we looked through all the... I'm Stop just seeing this really quick and just checking what chords would be Fine, good. Fine, whatever. So we do, you know, we have like a schedule. Uh, no, we, <laughs> <laughs> we have a schedule. We now. picked, we looked at all the um, times we published each episode, and we actually noticed that there was some kind of a pattern, and mm-hmm. the pattern was two episodes a month. So it's now almost the middle of March, and this is where our first one will be, and then we'll do another one at the end of March. So we'll just do one like that. So we covered February, didn't we? Yeah. We just covered it we up. We just covered it up. I forgot what that was thinking. That was March for some reason. Excellent. So it's, it's nice. Yeah. So I think we might be able to do that. We might we be able to pull that, off. that up. So Jacob, you know, just, well, I'm, just I'm nervous. Do a I don't, song. I don't know what, what chords to play. Just do you, a know? song. I could cheat and copy a different song. Mm-hmm. You only have five seconds. This is the theme song. It's done. We're done. Okay, good. Oh, should we do a shorter version? Beautiful. No, we're, we're keeping this one. We're done. It's cool. like this. Jacob, next. That's pretty good. I like that one. Okay, so... Anyway, um, let me put this away. I think I should start an episode with one word at the beginning, but that word will be connected to... Other words, other first words that I will say in later podcast, not podcast episodes. What do you think? Like what? Oh, I mean, like, for example, message at the end of the year. I mean, for example, like, hey, and the next week would be like, I'm, you know, then I start start saying, yeah, so I think, yeah, I think I'll do that. Okay. That sounds cool. cool. Anyway, so, so that was the theme song. So around February, 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 which was my birth month, not yours, Jacob. (laughs) It is my birth month. Uh, yeah. There were a lot of things that happened, and so I decided to be organized. So if we're going to try to do this, we could be a little bit more content. I didn't want to say content. Is it up to snuff or up, up to snuff, right? Yeah. No, I just want to say a little bit more competent than okay. we usually That's cool are. Okay, that's cool with me. So well, I, I made a list this time, and we have a bunch Pretty of stuff nice. to talk about. Most of them have to do with Star Wars Episode Seven, but I think we're going to keep that for another one, a future one where we just talk about Star Wars. I think that would be good. Just keep one episode Which I'd say would be a good specifically idea. Especially because we have targeted. a friend called Kirk Shelton, who is a very together guy, and he uh, he's very enthusiastic about doing like fan films i don't like calling them fan film i mean like fan edits in this case so like re-editing an existing movie to change the ideas change the intent of the film to make it different which i think is very interesting if done well what do you think um it depends what we're changing here uh but in this case he's he changed he re-edited the star wars prequels and i know him from before when he asked me way back in the original trilogy forums uh 
when they were doing uh, recuts of stuff. And back in 2005, when I was 16, I did a recut of The Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah, the book. The book edition. The, yeah. Um, which everybody got, went bonkers. Really? For. Everybody was asking me to get the, the book cut? link. Yeah. The book cut. But uh, I had a hard time putting it up on like torrents and stuff, which is legal, by the way, as long as, you know, like the if disclaimer you own the is, film. if you own the film, yeah. you are allowed to That's have true, this, though. And it's true. You know, like, I mean, of course, lawyers can easily say no. Well, and of course, and you could take it down. I own the film. And you don't but the film. for you know, all intents and purposes, uh, I think it's pretty... Out and can't you always say it's, it's like fine. for educational use? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't <laughs> matter. I mean, the only, the only real problem is that when the, you know, like I said, like the company gets involved and then they say they don't want you to put it in. Yeah. And of course, you have to oblige. Well, I know, but the whole kind of thing is that you're kind of passing it around. It's more of a, it's a smaller kind of... It was like yeah, a smaller yeah, project. Yeah. It's not yeah, like of course not. you put it up on, I don't know, YouTube or something like that. Yeah, well, now you could, but I mean, whatever. Yeah, but they'll... There's a bunch of actual field... The, <laughs> there's a bunch of actual feature films on, on YouTube. But there's some actual official that. YouTube oh, that's right. yeah. movies, like yeah, yeah. public domain movies and stuff like that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Kirk Shelton does that. That's and really cool. For, you know, as a side job, as a mm-hmm. hobby. And for the most part, he thinks very... Uh, v- He's a very he's very good at thinking about what he what the purpose behind all of his cuts are supposed to mean and do. So he's very meticulous with that, which I think is excellent, and that's, I think that's very that good. Sounds very nice. And I also think that um, so he approached me back in those days, and he wanted to do a new book version because mine was kind of sloppily done because I did like all three films in like three days, you know. And I regraded it and everything. There's like, probably, I cut there's it probably mess ups like fades. There's and stuff. a lot of there's a lot of glitches and mess ups. I haven't seen that film since those book versions since way back 2005 but apparently you know i had some people watch and they thought it was great but i uh, watched i think the yeah 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 no i watched the aragorn stuff and then skipped the frodo and sam yeah 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 forget that it it was interesting i mean it wasn't terrible no no it wasn't but it was like a you know it's a different take when you're watching you're like oh and and it seems like different and it wasn't like you know of course there were glitches just like there were glitches in that lord of the rings audiobook i did but um, but oddly enough, it worked though. Yeah, yeah. Then that that's exactly it's why an alternative. I, that's exactly why I, you know, uh, what was I saying? Can you put the volume up a little bit so we can hear? And so okay, I did so those. And, you know, they they were pretty competent even back when I was sixteen. And I think people liked them. And from that, many other people started doing other things, like uh, Alexander Kerr, who picked it up, who's another kind of fan editor, mm-hmm. and he actually picked it up and did his own Lord of the Rings book cut, which won awards and stuff. Really, which is excellent. And I think is he, it the same kind of book that you were doing? Yes, the quote and unquote he purist. He, he said he was he was quoted to be saying that he drew inspiration from the ones that I did when I was 16. So Not bad. It's excellent. Uh, it's, it's really nice, and I'm glad there's someone who actually did a good version instead of like the a glitchy, proper glitchy glitch. Not three days, the yeah. project. Yeah. <laughs> 2005, Fat Phil. Fat okay, Phil. come on. That's another story. Next up, Giros. <laughs> and it's, what is it? Oh, it's 10 p.m. I must have a Giros. snack. Oh, I'm a little peckish. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Big giant Giros jumbo fries. Giro, gyros. Giros. <laughs> yeah, gyros, I don't know. Giros. I, think, I don't know. It's either Gyros or Giros. I think I think both it's are Gyros because of the gyro thing that the gyroscope the, the thing that rotates yeah. it yeah. it's not really gyroscope but it's close yeah uh no i was gonna say and shrimps little shrimp, no, yeah. shrimp there shrimp and then yeah. you know, a big coke just just a little midnight just a little midnight snack <laughs> and that was me in 2005 and you're yeah never mind right there that um so that's gonna be cool and he and so anyway to make a longer story short i helped him a little bit with those versions that kirk shelton did in yeah. association with alexander care and uh in the end he 
made three Star Wars prequels fan films, which I would love to oh, see. Oh, fan films. No, wow. I keep saying fan films. I meant I thought something, fan I thought edits. something else. Maybe some fan dual, edits. You know, the videos. prequel trilogy fan edits that he did. I have no idea what they're about. Yeah, I was going to ask, did he tell you maybe what I it's about? I purposefully didn't want to read anything because I just want to get into play. it. Yeah, I want to see how it sounds. Okay. Uh, looks. We could do that. And we should do that one day and we will have a whole not podcast uh, recording just about Star Wars and Episode 7 and those... Uh, so why is it called a not podcast? It's what is the reason? Is it just a little joke there? Leave me alone. I like the running joke. It's fine. No, I have nothing against it. I'm just wondering, like, what was the kind of... Was it like... Because here's we the We don't want to be like... Okay, okay. So the reason why it's not a podcast is because we're not doing a schedule. But now that we are... Now we are. I guess we're going to have to call it that. I mean, no, it's it just, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm just wondering, it's like, like... It's like when you're watching Shaun of the Dead and they're like, the zombies, don't say the Z word. That's a good one. Yeah, and so it's the same thing here, but it doesn't have to be. I mean, it's so. fine though. We have the URL and everything. It don't so. have to be. So uh, I wanted that's to it. ask. And now, do you want to get to the the stuff that I actually prepared? No, I just wanted to say about? one more thing. That I remember. I think the most famous fan edit probably is the Star Wars Episode One, minus edit? Jar 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 Phantom Jar Jar. Edit? Yeah, Jar 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 Jar. That's the Phantom Jar Jar right? McBinks. We never watched that. Oh, you can't watch it. No, you can't. Yeah. No, what's the other one that? What's his name? A famous actor. Like he edited. Oh, it. And I was like, no, you got, yeah, you only exclusive people it. can yeah, watch this. Yeah, My yeah, friends, yeah. Uh, Toby. No, not Toby. Uh, Topher Grace. Topher Grace did some kind of edit for a Star Wars movie. The actor, the great Spider-Man. I'm going to kill Spider-Man. Yeah. No. What did he do? What, what was the, what was the edit? He apparently made some fan edits. It sounded pretty interesting. One. But what was it? It wasn't like or the Phantom two. edit. It was something like he like enhanced the. I don't know, but it's exclusive. We can't ever see it. Which is just stupid. Like post it on the internet. I'd be like, I don't know. Like, send I, me an email and yeah, I'll yeah, reply. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two million emails. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. That's kind of pointless, to be honest. I mean, if you're just trying to tell people, I made a fan in it. I think if you if you because made it for your friends, grace. probably just don't tell anyone. Yeah, talk to your friends. And about not like it. some publicity guys. What, what did you make? I made a Star Wars fan in it. Well, yeah. great. No one can watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, so let's move on to some of the stuff that we wanted to All right, of, so uh, in February, fe- I can't say February. I just say and February. It's, it's my favorite month. It's blue, um, right? It's blue. February's blue. It's actually the color of Valentine's cards and stuff no, like that. No, it's not. It's blue. It's, it's February kind of this is blue. It's total blue, pinkish. nice navy, rich blue. That is February. We can't, let's not argue about colors for months because we'll, we'll this will take up like 20 but There's minutes. even colors for days. Now, anyway. Yes, there's even colors for days for me. Monday is Yellow, for example, which is great. That's that's fine. Yeah. Um, uh, so the only movie we watch in February, because usually, as we all know, uh, early in the year, there aren't many movies that are coming out from studios. They all reserve them for... It's usually... It starts usually in, the worst Now it's starting in April. It used to film. start in May. Now it's starting in April. That's the summer, they kind of pushed it back, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. So they're starting in April now. So Captain America... That's right. Oblivion was one. last year, for example. And that was yeah. like a semi-blockbuster. Right. The so testing the go. waters, right? Yeah, yeah, it's sort of like the beginning. It's like the shallow water. But Let's technically, go. usually the worst Let's movies, the, the worst movies are kind of dumped into like January, yeah. which is like the fu. It's January. Thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then like February and onwards is kind of like February is kind of like Wolfman was March movie or no February movie. So yeah, it's like yeah, it's like yeah, up yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, it's just. Uh, but in this case, it's the Lego Movie, and it made lots that, of money. That's interesting, Lego Movie. I don't know what the decision was. Decision was, and that's the that only one. movie we watched. 
Christmas year. In February. Which was here. It's great. I like Everything the is awesome. Why don't you bring your guitar Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Everything is awesome. Man, that would be a good song with the guitar, but now it's gone, the guitar. <laughs> when we're living the dream. I think everyone loves that song. You can't, you can't help it. It's just funny. And the funny thing is, like, you expect me to be annoyed by this song because it's great of because my it's like, track record of uh, being annoyed by many yeah. obnoxious song. But the thing is, I think, because it's self-aware. Yes. And it knows that it's being annoying. Yes. And the whole point And you know it's part of this corporate world that the yes, movie starts yes, in. And yes. you're like, yes, everything is awesome because yeah. it's so dumb. And I love that at the... So anyway, we watched the film. Yeah, okay. We yeah. Saw it. And... Uh, it's just business, Lord. Business. Oh man, I, I love that. That's like that's like you know close to my heart. Those <laughs> names are great, like Lord, Lord business, business and Bad Cop, Good Cop. Yes, it's just like Hello, the most Mad Cop. Just like you know, boil it down to the essential mm-hmm. cop business. What's your favorite song? Everything is awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, uh, we can't tell you anything about the story because yeah. I forgot everything. I think for and me, I'm not good at. Usually, when people talk about reviews for movies, they know how to incorporate the story. They actually into the review. they explain the entire story in like a synopsis that they just make up from the top. I'm afraid that I'll spoil something. Yeah, so I don't want to say anything. Now I sound like, like, like Liam Neeson. What except, I really liked though about I the movie, the, I can't do that, which was really Irish, extraordinary to me, was sorry about that. Kind of talking yes. over you there. Um, was the incredible amount of realism they put into the CGI yeah. Lego world. Because to be honest, when I was watching it, I couldn't tell. Was, I thought it was... You thought it was stop motion. Right, I thought it was stop motion. And With then until you told me because of all filters. these, you know, yeah. the huge sets they were doing. Obviously, mm-hmm. later it would have, been, would have become apparent anyways. Yes. But um, I don't know. Like, I think they got it really, really well yeah, done. Yeah, so it's, it was interesting. I was thinking about this a bunch of times before. Uh, I was thinking about animation and how it's being taken over by computer graphics. All like the, the the biggest two, or maybe the only two, stop motion, which was one of the oldest, if not the oldest form of animation anybody has ever done. Well, I, I obviously, stop motion. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, back in the 1900s, just you know, was, right? Uh, yeah, Thomas Edison. Uh, he was always doing experiments with the, the video motion camera, picture the motion camera. picture camera, and. Um, and he did a few with the shorts with the yeah, and then and yeah. there was like another stop motion. I think it was a Cyclops. Um, yes, I think so. It was a Frankenstein. It's Frankenstein monster. Oh, I thought they, it was did, did little, they did little productions of that, and then there was a guy with his head being cut off and stuff like that. They also did some little tricks and everything. But I, we're yeah. not we're not talking about this because I'll, I'll I'll sound like an idiot if I keep going. Um, what were so we talking about? The here? stop motion in the film. Well, yeah, the quote unquote so, stop motion. Stop motion and traditional animation. You know. Which is another form of stop motion in a way because you have to, it's just different papers, different cells. Um, they're being taken over by computers. They're being taken computers. over. By yeah, computers. Yeah, they are. Slowly, well, quickly. So, what we've seen in Paperman, they're trying to imitate 2D animation. Right? Yeah, what do you think and about now, that? And now, with Lego movies, computers are trying to imitate. That's a really good excuse, motion. though, the Lego movie to use of course CGI. It is, but I'm because just, of course it is. But I'm just trying to say that now, um, when people are going to start using uh, the computers to do more stop motion and stuff, which is fine, yeah. it will be so like you won't be able to tell the difference. Like with two D animation, is a little bit harder, but they're getting there. You know, they're making this new movie called Moana. It's a, a Polynesian uh, adventure film with a princess again. It's a Disney the same film. idea behind Peter John Musker, Ron Clements. Yeah, they're, they're, idea, gonna, they're the doing technique. the same technique that I kept talking about. What they should be using this technique more now. They are, um, and they're going and they're actually. Uh, probably going to push it up to the next level so now it might even look even more like um traditional animation so do you know how it works because when you 
I like, think I know how this works. I my think, my guess would be they create models, 3D models, and then they go over they that do, and draw. They do the normal, typical computer animation. Right. The okay. keyframing. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, keyframing. You're not going to do motion capture. <laughs> um, yeah. The same thing with the Lego movie. It's the same thing. I mean, CG animation is exactly stop motion just on the computer, and right. the computer does so much more for you than stop motion can. So instead of going one frame a second... Do you think they? Frame you a think that, what am I talking about? Do you about? think the Lego Movie they animated it normally with full frame twenty four and they chopped it down or no? Yeah, well, I, I think so. I mean, because the way because then in three D space you can record in any frame rate. That's true. The only thing that you will see is that it will the animation will suffer if you go to a higher frame rate and you haven't re- done it in a higher frame rate. So no, I know that. Yeah. yeah, I'm talking about the reverse, going from a higher frame rate, animating yeah. smoothly, and then chopping the frame rate down. To look like it was twelve frames yeah, a second or something like that, yeah. Or like you think that would be easier. And or I think be... there, there is no motion blurs in this either. So this, this, what's the point? I mean, yeah, it's all it's all shutterful. No go motion. Yeah, go motion. Phil Tippett, what a great he's grumpy Santa. Now. I really like those actually those tests for Jurassic Park. Yeah, of the go motion. It's very good. It's almost convincing, and it's funny because CGI CGI is is convincing, also almost convincing, but in a very different way. Yes, uh, it, it will always be like this. Because the Cl- human, because of human error, yeah. how many planes? You know, perception. Like, apparently, the biggest percentage of uh, causes of plane crashes is human error, and the same thing with computer graphics. <laughs> the biggest problem with computer graphics is human error. I know, but we also but have now never change, a so new you can layer. Feel okay with this? Instead of looking at the at the claymation and saying that's real, but not believing in the, in the animation, now we have CG where it does it looks it doesn't look as real. Why? Or no, no. What are you talking My about? My analogy completely broke I down. Think, I think you mean the animation. No, I'm, yeah, I meant to like, say... The thing about computer graphics is that you're at a point where you're simulating so many realistic things. Like, they're always getting better with the detail on the textures of the creatures of the, and the, you know, the, the, the imperfections yeah. of the skin and then the simulation for the skin and the muscles and all this stuff. And the lighting now, they're making dynamic lighting. I know, Instead it's of amazing. using numbers, it's all... Everything is awesome! <laughs> But now it will, I always kept thinking about this, it will always keep boiling down to the performance of the animation in the end. And this is is human error. And also a combination. But it's also human skill. That's true. Sorry. It's okay, no, it's fine. But it also boils down to a combination of those elements you're talking about in the CG environment. Because some shots, to be honest, where you can look at a shot and be like, but that is so convincing. And we go to the next shot and suddenly we're drawn out of that. Yeah. Might be... Not only due to the animation, but due to a lot of other elements. Definitely. So that's kind of, I think, the problem that it's, facing again, CGI. Just like we talked about last time, it's this very narrow road between one element and another one. Yes. You have to be, there's this... you got to converge. There's a sweet middle spot that is absolutely perfect, but it's always really hard. That, you always of course, have to that's dance the hardest thing to get, yeah. To get to it. And I think that's what people should be aware of more often than I think um, what they usually talk about, which mm-hmm. is too realistic and then someone's like oh it's too realistic now it's not charming enough and it's like that has nothing or to it's, do not, with it's not blending with the fantasy tale of the film which, yeah, which yeah, yeah, yeah. in part can be true but most of the time if you're using let's say if you have creatures in your film yes I would say you'd want to probably treat those creatures more in terms of being animals and animating them as animals. Oh, that's a completely That is a totally different, different story, but I'm saying as gonna, an example, in though. In fact, I was going to start talking about uh, we watched Jurassic Park just two days ago. And yeah, that's right, we did, yeah. Why are we talking about this? We should be talking about all the things that I have well, on my okay. notes. Well, it's okay. This is a segue to the all next, right, fine, <laughs> to fine, the next fine. thing. Um, 
Jurassic well, Park. We'll just talk about the animation then. Okay, so in Jurassic Park, I'm not going to talk about the animatronics. Those are always fairly good, but they have their limitations. Now, the computer graphics, we all know how it began, and people who probably are listening, they probably don't know some of them. Maybe. But I, I have to assume they do because I otherwise I'll be talking for a while. Because I think in general, wasn't Jurassic Park one of the first movies? In fact, it was to usher in. It was the first movie. Flesh and Blood. It was the first movie that really changed the game in terms of computer animation to be implemented in film. Because uh, before that, we had The Abyss and James Cameron. These are both James Cameron films. James Cameron. Effects like in Terminator 2 with the the chrome metal. Or in that Sherlock movie, remember that? Yes, Young Sherlock Holmes. Which again, Inanimate Objects. I think that was Young Sherlock Holmes. Kind of. substances and so on so on and so forth um but those are all sort of uh those were all kind of tests and they were done with inanimate objects and just liquid and stuff like that so So when they were working on jurassic park they were intending to use the the animatronics by stan winston and they were also going to use the go motion by phil tippett which looked cool guy pretty good looked pretty good yeah because he used motion blurs Yes, that was, I think, a key And that's why it's called Go Motion. And I think you could see a lot more of his examples in Willow, the movie with Warwick Davis, and uh, uh, Robocop has the ED-209, just moved around and you can tell. Um, So they had tests and stuff like that. And then for some reason, in ILM, Dennis Murin, who is a special effects supervisor who has been in many different productions, back in Indiana Jones to now, I mean, he's still working. And um, he looks funny. I like him. He has flowy, silvery hair. Yes, he looks like and Doc at, Brown. He kind of does, yeah. That's yeah, great. And he, um, and he suggested to the team, he said, uh, what if we tried to do this on the computer? Right. To animate a full motion dinosaur on the computer. And he said, D for dinosaur. He punched D. <laughs> Joe Letary I'm sorry, I'm that. just quoting the documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what Joe Letary said because he, he was like technical effects guy. He's still doing stuff now. He did for like some is he the water string stuff. man? Yeah, he's the water string man, as Tim would say. Yes. Um, so they showed a test with the Gallimimus mm-hmm. jumping off of the... I didn't even get to see the full test. the documentary, right? Yeah, but that's that is what yeah, happened. Yeah, no, they showed the test, I know, and they're I'm like, saying, "Wow, like, what is this? This yeah. is amazing!" And then later on, they showed the T Rex walking around, and that was also pretty amazing. And to, maybe it's even better than the movie <laughs> to be there and to see that. I think that would have that. That's like a huge eye opener. And then Phil Tippett said the historic thing that everybody knows. You know, like huh, I think I'm extinct. Dun 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 dun. dun. Yeah. Um. But they implemented in the film. It wasn't that great. It wasn't that good. No. No, but the CGI, though, I think... And then after that, they used the full motion. And so right. now we can go back to the animation, where what I wanted to say about the animation is that they never did this before. I mean, they never did this after, since. They never used those right. electronic digital uh, skeleton armatures to animate the dinosaurs kind of like in stop motion, but you can use where the, it Where the movements framing. were connected, yeah. were in sync with the computer. Yes. So every time you made a motion, it would... On these little... Send feedback. Yeah, on these little small... Translate to the program. On these little small, like let's say the T-Rex had this little armature that you can move around just like a model. Yeah. For Makes stop a lot motion, of sense. like King Kong. Woo-hoo. And every time you moved it, it would move on the computer. Yeah. It's just, it's Essentially animating without the mouse. Yeah. And just, yeah. so that's how they got traditional animation traditional animation traditional stop motion animation animators traditional stop motion animation <laughs> into the sphere 
yeah. of the computer world. No, I meant I meant the animators. Yeah, yeah, the animators. Sorry, get more used to animating on. Uh, well, and digital. plus, and plus, they were coming from that whole. Yeah, there's a request. Of was course, of course, the computer nerds were were doing keyframe with right. the mouse, but the other guys were doing the armatures. And uh, I think what made the armatures work, and I think this is part of the thing with when you look at the animation on Jurassic Park, is that these dinosaurs, they still they move very very lifelike. You know, they yeah, have that's, weight. That's what I think. Yeah, they have, and they when when they move and when they roar. This is our. This is me and Jacobs biggest pet peeve yeah the the and the cg, the classic the CG roar. dinosaur roar i hate it it goes Rah! i wish we could show like, i know i wish we could show a video it's basically the jaw is moving up and down yeah very slightly but just think, enough to bother you thinking that no animal does this no animal this is they're trying to show that it's an intense roar that yeah he's, he's so intense that his, his 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 jaws are basically vibrating vibrating because of the intense yeah uh sound of and, you know his yeah, yeah, roar. Yeah. but it's so cartoony and I think this is one of the biggest problems with one of the biggest problems, not the biggest yes. problems, just one of the little, you know, issues with uh, current uh, computer animation, which is I think that they are losing a little bit of a grip to of getting things to go back to the real world. And instead they go to this kind of fantasy animation realm where animals have this amazing energy that they can yeah. just go boing. Which is funny though, because if you juxtapose, I suppose, is that the right word? I guess so. Between uh, pure CGI films, let's say from Pixar, okay. it totally oh, works. Oh, well, that's, that's it, but, Pixar. But I know, but I'm saying it works so well there and that's a great place to use that animation, animation style. Yes. Because it's, it's flexible. you're flexible to do that stuff. Yeah. There's room for that in the movie and it makes sense within the context yeah. of the film. But a lot of that stuff is put into movies with live action yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah. And so you just get, you lose it, you, you know, you get out of the moment you're, when you see these creatures yeah. act And then way. when they composite it and then they light it, they do a little bit of a, brighten it up a little too much. That's, I think, also part of the big problem, which is why... Jurassic Park. Not only Jurassic Park, but How to Train a Dragon. No, what's it called? <laughs> Reign of Fire. Reign of Fire, the movie like no one It's like a prime example of lighting done so well. I have to agree. At least in the end of Reign of Fire, it wasn't that good because you kind of saw it too much and then you kind of saw that it wasn't that great. I think my memory's kind of the male, foggy. The, the big male dragon yeah, yeah. that uh, Christian Bale fights at the end. What about him? He looks good at the end. He looks fine, but he doesn't look as good as, as the other di- uh, dinosaurs, as the other dragons. Really? At the beginning? Yeah. But okay, well, you're, what you're saying is uh, it's those are two really good examples of really good lighting on the, on the animals that make them look very real. Yeah, and they're, they're they setting them within like the, in exactly. the right element in the film and yeah. the framing yeah, and yeah. the lighting and it's matching the actors, matching the mm-hmm. uh, the sets, matching the yep. surroundings. Yes. And, and you go, that looks like it's really there. And yeah. not like, oh, here's the money shot. Watching, oh, watch, watching the dragon. There it is. I paid, it is. I paid good money to see this dragon run fly is. around. Oh, its jaw is going up and down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then well, and then the it moves with splinding speeds. Yeah. I, I bet everybody who was sitting around and talking about the animation, discussing that shot, they would be like, "Yeah, yeah, he needs more need, aggression. He, he needs, needs more. We need to show audiences that he is intense. Yeah, and he's, he's like, out to kill this guy." But every movie does that now. I know. And so now it's become the cliche. I think we talked about this before, where yeah. uh, people keep thinking that they're moving away from cliche, but they don't. They're not looking around them to see that everybody's doing the same thing that exactly. they are thinking is not the cliche anymore. So now it becomes the new cliche. Now you look at Jurassic Park and you can see. Like I remember, there's this one shot where uh, Timothy, the little annoying boy, yeah. uh, you know, he's he's 
in the um, he's being chased by the raptors in the kitchen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, at this point, Lex, his older sister, already ran away screaming, and I think. Yeah, ran away screaming because the other raptor banged its head on the reflection, thinking right. it was her. And so she ran away, right, for 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 a brief moment. And then Tim looks up, looks looks back behind him. Okay, right. And then he makes a dart for it towards the cooler, right? Into the cooler, yeah. yeah and so when, the moment he runs up and runs away, there's this one shot of the raptor reacting and looking back. And going, and looking at it, right? looking, at, looking at him. Okay, the roar is a little bit cliche, yeah. but the thing is you can see the weight. You can see it moving slowly because it's not it's preserving its energy and it is about to make a strike and, and it's really reacting instinctually yes and then there was another shot i'm just saying just on the top of my head i know the t-rex shots most of them look fantastic but i'm They're just going to say that the one at the end with the raptors uh, surrounding yes. at uh, the visitor center yeah grant and and all the kids and mm-hmm. ellie um they they move slowly. There was a raptor that sort of just barked at them once and then just did a blink and looked somewhere else. That's what real animals do. And I love to see that. And it looked great. And the lighting was hitting it the exact proper way that the actual environment would hit it. Like there was a wall in the behind the camera. And so it bounced off the, you know. The floor. So, yeah, so and, it's bouncing and, off onto the raptor. Right. And, it, and it had like a direct like It was a little bit ugly. But you can, those ugly textures that. You know, those old 1993 textures <laughs> yeah. were hidden by this wonderful way they composited it and they animated it. And then there was another one where the raptor was sort of like hissing at them behind them. So it was a rack focus of the raptor behind them. You know, as it went into focus, it just went. <sighs> yeah, I remember that And it one. was just walking slowly and doing a simple mouth open. But that was done naturally. And there was yeah. no. <laughs> and then the. the, the, the <laughs> and his tongue and, sticks out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of that. It was very, it makes sense. It makes sense. Very good. Which okay. is why it would be amazing to see more movies do that. Yeah, and they should try the armature thing again. I think that'd be sweet. They should bring in. Maybe that was the case because I think that people, when they were used to uh, animating stop motion for the older films, yeah, like older you know, go motion stop motion for the older films pre CGI, yeah, yeah. um, they probably it feels like they might have had a more disciplined uh, approach. I think so. You know, Harryhausen. Well, Harryhausen does some very good And I, I know animation. a lot of people might say this, but it seems like there was also limitations. Ray Harryhausen does some very good animation. Yes. Yes. I I watched King Kong when I was younger, and and then I... Talos was a really big creature. Talos versus King good. Kong was my favorite, second favorite <laughs> film. Talos versus versus the Kraken. But you know, I was going to say, there's, there's also, there were also limitations when doing... Uh, claymation as well yeah so i think that also helped i think yeah expound the and also creativity they had, because and they had also, to work within a limitation and also they had to think frame by frame that's also true and now with cgi you can just make things go nuts but in cg you have to have a discipline of gravity of, oh of course because there's no gravity in 3d space i mean that's all there usually yeah. I'm just saying that it and that, and that's seems excellent, to right? me it's great. Yeah. What what all the people do now and you know the top tiers on yeah, yeah. for computer animation they are they're very skilled and very good. I'm mean, not yeah. saying that they're bad. We're just saying no, no. these are observations that I've had. But I just feel like in general it's graphics. usually that that extra stretch that makes it a little bit too exaggerated it happens a little too often nowadays. Yeah. Which is kind of disappointing like because I would love to see Maleficent some The Maleficent real... trailer we just saw a while ago. There's this thorny Ooh. dragon and he turns and goes <laughs> and we're like oh. they just they probably have a preset. Probably. And that's what I'm very Arthur upset Roar. about. Because they can do better. They can do better. I believe so. I think it's this is a theory but I think this is 
probably because of the directors that are directing. Some mm-hmm. of them are a little bit older, and so they they never grew up with computer graphics that as could an be. observational uh, critiquing point, like what we're doing now. Right, and so he just looks at a something that's animated from computer graphics. Awesome, and it's like excellent. It's guys. very possible, and I mean it's not their fault. I mean obviously, no. you know, for them it might be more extraordinary yeah for us we're just so used to all this stuff yeah yeah, and we're taking for granted completely yeah okay so this was an interesting uh, conversation on animation and composition and compositing Compositing. i'm so it's fine dude it's fine dude anyway in other news lego movie great movie i don't know what to say the only thing that i liked about i don't know this is the entire reason why we started talking about cg animation (laughs) because you you just had to say computer graphics well computer but that was an aspect i really liked about lego movie so quick review Lego Movie, it's hard to say anything bad about it, I think. It is difficult because it's so innocent, so nice. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's it, a fun movie. And it reflects, reflects uh, what? a lot of random stuff that you used to do with Legos. Right. Lego. That's the official. And a lot of, you know, kind of slightly nostalgic elements like the yeah. Spaceman and, and different, Spaceman. different sets. And I like that, that, that they had paid attention to those things. Like the, Absolutely. The, like the, the Spaceman's helmet in the middle, it cracks and it always did that. Really? Where it's split. Always. The, yeah. the helmet's always split down there. Yeah, with little, little details like that. That's the first that thing that happens. Helps a lot. And then Batman's there for random reasons, and it makes sense because the kid's playing it. And I suppose you could say the, maybe the plot wasn't maybe as complex as it could have been. No, but it, but that's the that's fine. Like what you, were, you were saying, fine. you were kind of, let's say, when, when they went to that first Western world, Yeah, your idea, I think, was that they, they would should. go through all the classic Lego sets, oh, like the water world, they mentioned the it pirate the, world. Yeah. So that would that might have been a, an element that might have worked for the film. Yeah, but they do to go to different worlds. They but do. They go to new worlds and you know mishmash yeah, stuff, yeah. and it's all good though. Yeah, and um, uh, what else can I say? The live action bit was very um. Well, very that's a spoiler. <sighs> so we can go back and spoiler record. to everybody who hasn't seen it, which is Australia. Yeah, no, for everyone who hasn't Zealand. seen it, skip ahead one minute. Yeah, skip ahead for reals. That was terrible for reals. Who says that? I just want to say that it's just a little bit melodramatic at the end. It gets a little corny warny because it feels like... It is a little corny warny, but I think that the very end works as kind of slightly as like a joke. Yeah. It's not really a setup. Exactly. I hope not. What? Like set up for Lego Movie no, 2. I, I think it was just a little joke. And I think that it's... Um, no, I meant the corny warny part. Yeah, with the dad and the son. Yeah. But it wasn't it funny when... Dong, 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 dong. Yeah. He's ju- coming down. It's Will Ferrell. I did, yeah, you bum, told me bum, that. Bum. No movie. And then he's like, he's looking around. And it was funny. It was just, just his But I think that it's kind funny. of like, it's it's heartfelt just enough where it's it's not something that we haven't seen before. It's not to the point where it's like, oh, this is cheesy. Get out of here. You know, it's kind of like, oh, okay. You know, this isn't any, yeah, this yeah, kind yeah. of fits with the film. It's something different, at least in terms of them combining the, yeah. it's, it's kind of a twist, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Nothing extraordinary, but I think it, it works, I think, for the film. And they never, ever, uh, this is a big complaint I have with Lego, and they never even acknowledge this. Batman, he's yes. skin color, and right. all the other Legos are, are yellow. yellow. And, and this think- is racism, and I don't like it, and I want people, I wish they were talking about that. I wish that they, Lego would be like, uh, we made a mistake making everyone skin color, we're going to keep everyone What's yellow. What's the point of that, man? Just keep it how it used to always be, yellow, it's nice. And they have these, you have these, you have these mismatched. Harry Potter is skin color, and over here is yeah, Mister Spaceman. Like, I like, want to put Harry Potter's face this? on my character, like you know, some like he'll be like the random guy, but he can't because he has some weird <laughs> yellow uh, hands, albino face. Yeah, whatever. Uh, 
that was that's pretty good. Also, so there was something that I was uh, I knew about back in the Oscars for 2013, which we won't talk about the Oscars for 2014 because they were boring, and I was bored, and I didn't even watch it because I'm a hipster. Speaking of CGI and effects, I didn't watch the Oscars this year, and I don't watch them any year because they're kind of boring. Yeah, don't I don't really care. I don't really care who wins. When they win, excellent. I'm glad they got the recognition and everything, and it's nice for them to have the name on there and all that stuff. Yep. And it's good for them. I'm 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 happy for everybody who wins. Yeah, but I you know I don't have to watch it. I can just be like, oh, you want an Oscar? Cool. You know, yeah, that's excellent. Exactly. That's nice. It's good. Yeah, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just I don't see any reason to look at it. Anyway. Um, on the 2013 Oscars, uh, which were for movies for 2012, Rhythm and Hughes won. Rhythm and Hughes, which is a company we know of since 2001 because we heard of them. They did they did effects for uh, Men in Black, the talking. They usually did talking animals. Uh, really? Lip, lip uh, flaps. And, so, uh, babe. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, maybe they did, too, because like that's kind of how they started. Oh, okay. Just based on my observations. Because, Homeward Bound, maybe, as well? <laughs> uh, just based on my observations. I don't. I didn't read any yeah, of this yeah. stuff, but I'm just saying because from the history of my past, when I watched movies, obviously I, you know, I, I did keep track of the company companies. And then when DVDs came out, I was able to look at the behind the scenes and uh, I learned a lot from that. Yeah. So Rhythm and Hughes, I know, I've known since 2001. I remember they did Scooby-Doo, Raggy, oh, yes. the movie. And so they, unfortunately, they went out of business. They went bankrupt. And that was after The Life or of Pi. Yeah, it was after Life of Pi. Winning an Oscar for Best Visual Man, Effects. that sucks. And that was because of, there's this documentary that they made. Uh, there's a section of the documentary, and it's 30 minutes long, so I think it's the entire thing, perhaps. Maybe I a section it. of the documentary. Well, it says it's, it's not the complete documentary. Rhythm and Hughes. I thought it was called Life After Pi. Yeah. It's only a section of what documentary? Life After Pi. So it's like a... Con- oh, so it's a documentary for the film. It's on YouTube. No, it's a, it's a documentary on how they went out of the business. Right, yeah, yeah. And it's very interesting, and I watched it, and I, I liked it, um, and it was very insightful on uh, the on- business practices of current visual effects, which is why the strike happened. Remember that one? I do remember that. Yeah. the greens? I know. I should have participated. I, I did. I, I put did. the green matrix... Yeah, I know. I put the, I know. had that for like half a year. I didn't feel like changing it. That's good. You're the true supporter. Whoa, I'm supporting one Facebook profile picture at a time. Yeah, that's that, that helps. And um, say, so, what do you want to say about the movie? I um, wanted to say that it was, it was. I was very happy to watch it. Well, I wasn't happy when I was watching it, but I was. It was. It was very insightful, and I liked it. But so do, you should watch you it. It's idea, called Life get, After Pie. You get an idea of, and you get an idea of not only how what it's people like are being to, a little bit mistreated yes. for their work because it is an artistic. Uh, craft. Right. That's a big part of the problem is when they're going over time and they think that when every, they treat it like a product when it really they think that They think that because it's computer graphics that it's easy to make. Yeah. That it's like, oh, we need another shot of someone you no, know, we need flying like three a rocket shots ship into we'll a giant the, space we'll station. We'll pick the best one. And it's like, or, yeah, or, or we need a giant rocket ship flying into a space station and there have to be four space stations and all these space stations have to be different. Yeah. And and then we'll have shots of showing the detail on the space station. And we'll have it going through a mountain, and yes. it'll explode all these thousands of particles. Yes. And it's like, that yeah, you can do that, right? Sweet. Done by tomorrow? Cool. And it's like, and this is just one shot in one movie that has nothing to do with this, and they have other computer graphics characters yeah. that have this plot relevance. And stuff like that. People think that you can just... 
you just you can just generate it easily. I know. I know. That's when the in fact it's pretty much more or less the exact same as building sets and building uh, miniatures, like actual physical models. Yeah. But apparently those people, because it's such an old uh, system and it's already been uh, covered and you know like financially covered, yeah. like you know uh, protected. Um, they have actual normal pay, but computer animators are starting to because of and because of the oversaturation on computer effects, mm-hmm. they're starting to feel the brunt of that, and so that's why they decided to. This is old news, you know. It was 2013. Yeah, I know, but you just wanted to say that you watched the documentary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could actually even cut it before if you yeah. want. And the documentary is good, except for the fact that they put music, and the music's a little manipulative. But ah, uh, that's a you know, that's another one of those pet peeves, just like the dinosaur roars. Yeah, the documentary um, music. where the documentary music's trying to dictate how you should feel. And yeah, I, I never liked that. I always liked the fact when you watch a documentary, you are like it's in real life. It's like you're and there, basically. Like you're when in you, the moment. Like when you hear something bad happening to you in real life, you don't hear a background track. Ding, dun, 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 dun. You don't. But it still hits you. You're fired. Dun, 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 dun. No World crashing down. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and I agree. I agree. I... I and but I don't mind them trying to show emotion with pictures though. Like you can see someone who's outside. He's taking a nap on the on the like on the walls of yeah. the company, and he's like you know because he doesn't know what to do and stuff like that. That's real. So yes. I would like to see that. And yeah. Anyway, that's that's what I thought of, and it was that's very cool. So you can watch so, that on YouTube, right? Yeah, and it's very and you know it's an important thing. You know, I, I think so because people need to make money. They need to they need to end for their work because their work is good. Yes. And they need to be appreciated, just like everyone else who works in an industry where you create and yeah, use your and, use your. And it's such an interest. It's this this that industry is just so. It's it's a very strange one because yeah. it's like your product is something that is not tangible, really. Well, no, but that's all. That's all um, intellectual property. When you're talking about that, intellectual property yeah, is yeah, stuff okay. that's real. All right, all right, all right, not physical. I, I was a little wrong there. It's fine. No, you weren't wrong, but you're just, you're just you know, opening <laughs> up a whole can of worms. All right. So anyway, uh, speaking of studios, now we can easily oh, yes. way. Okay, so uh, Sony, who owns the properties for Spider-Man, they decided to... What? what the new Spider-Man? There's yeah. a news. There's a news. There's a news. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Tell me about this news that I know nothing about. Why, Benham? Why? I know what the news is. Let me... It's going to be really good news. It's going to be Spider-Man, finally Sony... Fox and Marvel all all got in a board meeting, all 50 of them, yeah. and they're like, guys, it's time. The Avengers, it's happening. Oh. With Spider-Man and Wolverine. Oh. Shake hands, let's yeah. all split the, money, split the money equally, done deal. And then they, and they, and the they, world and they got, be happy. They got Alan Silvestri there with a 90-piece orchestra, and yeah. once they shook hands, they wanted, goes, they wanted him to go... And that's the news, right? Yeah. Sweet. Great. That's pretty cool. Avengers 3? No, Avengers in fact, three. In fact uh, the opposite is true, actually. They're, they're hoarding him for another 10 yes, years or yes, something yes, like that. Yes, yes, yes. They're hoarding Spider-Man for another 10 years, and they're trying to do, because Avengers began what became the small movies connected with bigger movies. Ah, uh, yes, the new which trend. Which is so curious to me, because this is something... Okay, for everybody else who doesn't know this, and I don't know, this is going to sound like I'm a little bit pretentious, but the, the, I can't, there's no it's other okay. way for me to express this because it's truth. I don't know how else to say it, I but I have speak, to say... Speak the truth. And, I, and I, I'd feel bad if I, if I didn't say this. So yeah. my confession is that 
everybody thinks this is a genius, brilliant move that uh, Marvel Studios has done, uh, spearheaded by. Is it a um, like a big a big marketing? He man? was on X Men. He was on the documentary of X Men. We were watching it. Oh, he's in there. He's an X Men. The first X Men from two thousand. Ooh, hoo, hoo. I know what his name is. DeSanto, Tom DeSanto. No, Tom DeSanto. Tom DeSanto's doing such big things now. Really? It's ridiculous. Well, X Men was big. But back then, but back now then, he's yeah. doing now he's Transformers. Now he's just executive producer in Transformers. Hmm, I didn't know that. And and other stuff. I think even Star Trek. I don't remember. Okay, producer for a name, producer. Yeah. Um Guy Ritchie. I keep saying Guy Ritchie. It's not Guy Ritchie. Is he like a a produ- he's a producer? Yes. Avi Arad. <laughs> he quit Marvel. He's gone. Really? I am with Fox now. Spider Man. I am with Spider-Man. Fox Spider-Man. now. In the second movie, he's grieving. He's grieving. He's, he's, grieving. he's grieving for the loss of. No, you know, I suggested Kiefer Sutherland from my Metal Gear Solid Four. Because I know Hollywood. I know yes, movies. Yes, great. Okay. Okay. Oh, anyway, um, I wanted to talk about like. I should, I should just look his name because I remember his name. I just I can't think of it in my head. Hey, look! Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Everything is awesome. We're living the dream. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Everything is awesome. We're living the dream. Okay. Kevin Feige. I, I wanted to say Feige, but I think he, I remember him saying Feige. 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 Feige sounds pretty Yeah, good. he was one of the big guys who stayed because he was part of Marvel Studios since the beginning. Remember we were watching X-Men? He was there. He was one of the associate producers. The behind the scenes for X-Men. Way long ago. 1999. It's not coming to me. Yeah, Kevin Feige. And he is one of the big guys who's spearheading this thing. So everybody thinks, what a brilliant move. You know? So genius that they made these separate films and made it into original film. Avengers. Yeah. And for me, I was like, but when I was thinking of making films way back in 2002, I was thinking of making interconnected film. This is nothing special. I'm sure other people thought of the oh, same absolutely. thing. So the only reason people are saying it's brilliant is because it was successful. And the only yes. reason why it was successful, not the only reason, but there's so many different reasons. That's the funny thing about films is that yeah. so many different you know, like wires and cables. Well, and make and out circum- why it's so circumstances good. and then people, the circumstances. You know, the timing. You make a computer, you build it, and everything, and then you ha- you realize it's too hot and it'll overheat. Right. See what I mean? But it's the best computer, but it's, the situation wasn't right. Yeah, so yeah. It's the same thing. Um. Yeah, but so for me, this really wasn't. Honestly, this really wasn't like something very novel. Something amazing and yeah. novel. The only reason why it was is because it was actually done. Right. And it made money and it was popular. So after that, the explosion happened and now we have Spider-Man coming in. Sony saying they want to, you know, make a Spider-Man movie every year. Yeah, which, oh man. Hey, look, it's nothing. No, for me, I mean, whenever I hear studios saying this stuff, yeah, it's it's just completely hot air. Yeah. And you can just tell, you can just look at the titles like, Sony announces Spider-Man movie every year, like, Right, yeah. That'll go on for maybe two movies, three movies, and, and then they'll, then they'll, they'll see. They'll see this, what the box office says. Yeah. And they'll be like, hmm, numbers aren't very good. Let's stop. Let's do another series. Let's, let's do another Spider-Man after but, two and, years. And, and, and on IMDb, and then, it tells then, you confirmed nine yeah, films. Yeah, but then, and then you're going to hear 
a director saying, I need more time to make this next Spider-Man movie. I don't think that's a problem. I think the but problem sometimes is just they the, do that. Sometimes they say, okay, we'll, do, we'll postpone it for another year. That's true, but I think the whole thing is that they want to ride the wave they, of... Well, of course. That's the like Star thing, Wars is coming out, Star Wars is announcing doing the 50 same films thing. or whatever the same Avengers thing. Yeah, I know, I know. The, I know. Everyone's doing it. It's a fad now. Yeah. And studios just want in. They want like, our movie series is going to be the best. You know what yeah. I mean? And so I think, I honestly think that, you know, if more than three Spider-Man movies come out, I think it'll be like... A surprise, if anything, if yeah, more okay. than three, more than three, yeah. Any any kind of series. I, I, I'm to be honest, I'm not even sure of Star Wars. It, it all depends yes. on what Episode Seven will be like. Yeah. If it's a huge hit, and they do eight, and it's also like pretty big. At that point, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. then it'll be you know. But mm-hmm. it could be you know, it could be a thing where it's like seven. It's like everyone goes to watch it because it's you know Matrix Two effect, right? Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Star Wars Episode One effect. Everyone goes and sees it because Star Wars. I mean, how can you not go watch Jeez, it, right? Star Wars. And then Episode Eight comes out. It's like what? Oh yeah. Episode eight. Yeah. I'm gonna go watch, you know, Avengers. And then I don't understand why people don't un- like the studios. They obviously know this. They're aware right. of this. You know, just fatigue. And, yeah, and, uh, yeah, I don't and, understand. And, and delusion, delusion. And it's it's interesting. Del- delusion, d- diluting. You know, yeah, like diluting, dilution, dilution. I don't know if you can say What's dilution. What's the word for that? Diluting. They're, they're, they're diluting the films. Well, it, it will be eventually. Yeah. If there's too many but of them. It's funny coming though, out every year. Though when you're bringing this up, though. Remember how uh, 20 years ago, um, when movies, sequels would come out in such huge gaps? Remember yeah. that? Yeah, 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 yeah. You can pick almost, any, you can pick up almost any film series, and it, it's three, four, three four years. What is Indiana Jones? Like Raiders was 81. Six years or something like that? Raiders was 81. Uh, Doom was 84. That's not too okay. bad. But then... 1989. Uh, yes, was... Yeah, see, I, I and mean... And then Indiana Jones 4... <laughs> Uh, well, we're not kind of interested. That's not <laughs> okay. part of the trilogy, Philip. That's that's extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like an alternative that, universe yeah, thing. Um, but no, I think it's kind of cool that, uh, and I think that now but everything's then, saturated. I mean, everything's super yeah, saturated, and especially when we're talking about blockbusters, it loses its uh, bigness too. Yeah, it does. Especially when it's like, oh, I mean, it's cool. Don't get me wrong. I like, let's say, having something to watch. I like, like, oh, yes. you know, a new Avengers film. Oh, yeah, new Marvel yeah, movie. Yeah, it's yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. I like going to yeah. see, see the movies if they're good. And if they're, good, that's the other thing. I w- I wanted to say that. One of the big things is it has to like it has to be good. It yes. has to be good films, and I, it feels like the people that they keep, you know, gathering to make yeah. these films, like the top of the line, like no top of the line, sorry, above the line, yeah, people. Sometimes they go in a circle. It's like yeah. a rotation, yeah, and it's unfortunate that there's still people who are a little too afraid to go out of the box, and yeah, look for other toys that might yeah. be even better. But I think uh, I probably would, I guess, if you asked me the question of how a trade, uh, you know, for the movies to be have bigger gaps between them, sequels, yeah. if they were better quality, I think that would be a good excuse. Yeah, you know, yeah. like if we knew, let's say, for example, but, you know, that's impossible to say, like, oh, yes. for sure the new sequel is going to be great. You know, it's impossible to say that. But, you know, it's not a bad idea. Oh, yeah, and Rhino is going to be at the beginning. And no, I, I think he's just going to be at the beginning. But he, they said he only has five minutes. What screen. five minutes? So what's the whole point? Why is he on the posters? And guess what? If he was an A list, an A list actor, he is. Who, Rhino? Yeah. Who is he? Who do you think? The guy you always say, James Franco. No, 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 no. The guy you always, <laughs> He's back. the guy you always keep. Remember, you were watching the trailer for. I think I know. Maybe. Uh, forgetting. <sighs> Mister Mary Poppins writer mo- movie with Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. What's there's, that movie? There's an What's actor? the movie called? Sam Mr. Banks. Yes, that film. 
Remember we were watching the trailer yeah. and it's like, oh, there's all these people I don't know who are in these parts. It makes it look like it's a real thing. Yep, yep. So it makes me more immersed in the story. Yeah, and mean, then who comes in as his, as her chauffeur or whatever? I don't remember. You don't remember? Paul Giamatti. Yes. Yeah. He's the rhino. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Paul Giamatti. Yeah. He's everywhere now. But, yeah, he's everywhere. He was in uh, 12 Years of Slave. But that's the thing, though. I have to say, when we're talking about that exactly, um, with actors being... I mean... I understand in one perspective that, of course, I mean, these are all good actors. Yes. And it's, you know, it's they're, good that they're getting roles, of yes. course, you know. Yes. But I was th- thinking this, this just before we were doing this. But at the same recording. time, I think one of the biggest problems is that depending on the film, and especially, I would say, especially a historically based movie. Yeah. When you have actors that we all know. Yeah. Playing not just main characters, but side characters. Yeah. I think at that point, it draws you very much out of the story and you go... It's like, oh, you're, sp- you're supposed to believe this is like, you know, <laughs> yeah. the cab driver, like you said. But And he's in there for five seconds, but who yes. is it? It's like, you know. Paul Giamatti. Yeah, Paul Giamatti. And it's like, oh, and, and then you remember the Paul Giamatti, the driver. And I don't think it really works so well. No, it doesn't. In theory, it doesn't. And it feels like, it feels like oh, let's get all the but, actors and, but and you, bring them but, together but for the you're best not saying film. You're not saying that these actors can't draw you in with a good performance. No, I'm not saying that at all. Exactly, right? No, I think that they, they definitely, like, I bet if... That's why they're... Those actors, because they're, they're that picked, good. Yeah, but I'm just saying that, uh, like the the idea of have having to have yes a list actors everywhere. Yeah, when you can get a perfectly you know adequate adequate actor maybe who like, hasn't got a big break. And like can, the guy who plays Northup in Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah, I don't remember his name. That's exactly right because he's a kind of a exactly, new actor, yeah. and that's excellent. Yeah, it's like and an actor I, I haven't seen before. And I really do believe that there are a lot of good actors out there. Yes. That no one knows about. Yeah. And again, I think, unfortunately, I'm not trying to say like, you know, get the real, get the A-list actors out of a job. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that it's really nice to see new actors. And I think, you know, we've seen the movies come out with, you know, front men or whatever they're called, like, you know, the lead parts, well, like lead Cruise. roles. I don't know. Think, pick any movie, Avatar, for example. Oh, okay. I don't know. Oh, like you can, you can look at uh, some of the Marvel movies like Thor. Yeah. What happened? Oh, you're right. What's Tom his name? Tom Hiddleston and... Uh, an unknown actor. Yeah, no, no. See, we're talking about Thor as if Loki's the main character. He is. Um, right for the what for, do you say? for deviant art people. Tom, no, Tom, the other guy, Tom Huddleston. The other Tom Huddleston and Tom Hiddleston. I don't know what his name is. No, I forgot. The other guy who plays Thor. Yeah, um, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Again, like I know they weren't known that at all and there they are now they're big stars you know they're yeah. everywhere i mean and the thing is that i'm not trying to sound at all in but we're not sense... talking about their skill we're not talking about their nope. craft nope. we're not talking about any of that mm-hmm. of but them it, as people it's just we're an, just talking that but it's, it's just it's, it's an interesting kind of uh thing for me uh because topic because it doesn't necessarily have to do so much with the for example okay you're making a movie right yeah and i'm wondering when they put all these actors it's not know, necessarily people, a problem in direction. Listen, 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 people who are listening to this right now are are yelling in their head. They want to tell us, it's because of the name recognition. We know. That's why right. we didn't even mention it. Yeah, we yeah, know, yeah, know it's the name recognition. We know it's because you will recognize him, so you might be curious because then you'll remember the movie more because, oh, that movie with Paul Giamatti in it as a cab driver. Yeah, yeah. But we <laughs> but know I'm just all saying this. It becomes this kind of strange disconnect thing where, let's say a movie is a piece of art, but then you have all these well-known actors, and that... I'm not trying to say it devalues the movie, but I'm saying that it, it kind of it brings in an element which is a little bit. I think I'm not sure if it benefits the movie so much. You know what yes. I mean? When you have, and I'm talking about a lot. I'm talking about like a like a yeah. cast, like an ensemble. Where it's like 
all A-list actors. Does the what, what do they call that in album? Like they call it a super group. Yeah, super group. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I wanted to say that they they're trying to do spinoffs with Spider-Man. Yeah, so funny how our our detours are so long. Our de- <laughs> um, spinoffs of Spider. Maybe I should just. Well, so we're not. We're not. Because the problem is, we're a little bit like we take, we take one thing and then we go. You need to look up the list really quick again. I just wanted to talk about... The- you, well, what was the whole Spider-Man thing you wanted to talk about? Okay, shut up. Listen to this. Okay. So, Spider-Man 2. It's coming out this year, right? And they're going to do spinoffs. Because that's what... Yeah. That's what uh, Star Wars is going to do. Spinoffs. And so, you know, they sort of learn from that. And uh, apparently they're going to make Venom, the spinoff movie. And they're going to make... Do you know what this reminds me of? Wait, wait, wait. Venom, and then it's like the anti-Avengers, the Sinister Six. Ooh. And Jabe, you know who they are, right? The six films, maybe? Sinister Six? <laughs> the Sinister a Six. A movie for each. <laughs> Delving into deep, into the deep psychological life. No, no. It's just actually the, you know, the there's like six uh, prominent and important uh, Spider-Man villains. Okay. They're teaming together, and they call themselves the Sinister Six. Okay. So Venom's going to be in it. Doc Ock's going to be in it. Green Goblin's going to be in it. Uh, Electro. I don't know if he dies in this or not. But... That's that's the sort of that's the sort of gig, right? Okay. So they're gonna do that. Ooh, and people Ooh. get excited. The Sinister Six could be good. It might be overkill though, because there's too many villains. Maybe. And they're probably gonna argue, and it's gonna be like comedy. It's gonna be like. Man, that might be funny though. If they did that, that might be funny. Is that good? Is that good or bad? Could be good. All right. Well, what do you want to say then? That's why I want to say the spinoff stuff. But the thing is, like, I can't complain about the fact that these movies are being made because yes. then it has a chance to be good. But I was gonna say, but, I, I, but I can complain about the fact that. They're being made because I don't I, I don't like this technical. We gotta make this. Oh, sorry, we gotta make this now. We gotta make that now. We gotta make this now. We gotta make that. It's not organic. It's no. not like oh, let's make Sinister Six because it would be cool. No, why, does, why do I, I always get the feeling that okay, I could be totally wrong here, and if I am, sorry. But why do I always get the feeling like it's not like someone sitting in a room, or like you said, someone who was really into comic books or really into a character growing up. Let's say someone who's a director and after twenty years is thinking about making some super awesome Spider-Man movie. Why is it? You're, see- you're, you're talking about me, aren't you? Huh? <laughs> yeah. No, it's just that, like you know, I get the feeling that there's not a lot of people out there that that that's happening. I feel like it's a lot of times it's happening is that, like you said, you got to make these movies. Yeah. And let's go to but, that director. That's fam- right, right, famous. Right, right, right. He's but, really but, good. But He's great. But the good thing is that there's these opportunities that you can make these, and yeah. then you can probably make them good. Exactly. Exactly. And there's and there's obviously of course the stars have to align. But of course there's you know directors and people, creative people who come on the scene and they completely know what to do and they have a great idea. Yes. And even like unexpectedly, yes. you think that that's one of the funny things. Rarely, but it happens. There's this director who you think is really bad. He's yeah. for some really bad movies. It's like, it's like, unfortunately, he's and the only made. reason why is because there was a lot of uh, backseat drivers yeah. for for his films and stuff. And then he finally makes another movie, and you think it's going to be garbage, and then it becomes really like the best movie, good and and really excellent, and you want him to do more. Yeah, and it's interesting like that. But anyway, this is this little sidetrack. Yeah. The sidetrack. Anyway, I just wanted to say this is probably not the case with Alex Kurtzman, who's directing Venom. And Alex Kurtzman, I can tell you, is usually a collaborator with Roberto Orki. Who okay, that rings a bell. Roberto, Roberto Orki. They wrote Star Trek, the first one. And Transformers. And Transformers. Yeah. And Transformers 2. Wasn't it like a team or something? Yeah, and Alex Kurtzman isn't much of a director. He doesn't direct movies, but he's directing. Well, we feel you know now. It's Venom, it's but you know great. now. We said it before. Yeah. I mean, like nowadays, pretty much, if you're on a film set, you're going to direct sometime. Eventually, you can be like, pal, should wait 10 years? 
You'll be director. Yeah. Because that's the hot how seat. it works. That's how it works. Because everyone will be here on the hot seat. Everyone wants to go to the director's vicious yeah, position. I don't know why. Yeah. It's, it's weird like that. It's yeah. just weird. Ima- imagine flipping it and saying everyone wants to be an actor. That doesn't make any Man, sense. I would like to see Alex Kurtzman play Venom. I think he should play Venom. He should. Why not? Because everyone wants to be an actor. If you just wait a couple of years, maybe someday <laughs> you'll be an actor. Awesome. You'll be on the poster of Spider Man. <laughs> so that's all I wanted to say about Spider Man. Uh, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. All right. So there's another upcoming movie. Everybody's excited for it. We have to cue the. Um, Sirens. Christoph, Christoph, Christoph Penderecki. Christoph Penderecki music that I listened to a, long, a, a lot of times back in the past. He does. Man, I, know, I usually know a lot of these names that you say, but now at this time it's like I know anyone. <laughs> Christoph Penderecki is a, or Penderecki or Penderecki. He's a Polish. Um, I hope he's Polish. I'm not going to. I'm not joking. <laughs> uh, composer, modern composer, since he's still alive. And he does uh, pieces that are very. Disharm, this like disharmony, like mm-hmm. chaos. discord. Yeah, and I used to really like listening to it. And I don't, I don't listen to it too much now because I'm, I'm, I'm getting kind of afraid of it. Back then, I wasn't afraid. Now I'm a little bit, ooh, kind really? of creepy. I don't know why, but it's great. I love his music still. It's excellent. It's, you know, it's very. <laughs> it's it it's and then, um, and then there's unnerving. Yes, and then there's like the choir, and then they they they're they're told to do different. Uh, like just yeah, and then the big then there's like this giant timpani goes boom, and then uh, then the then the tuba goes boom, boom. and then the composer and then, goes and then the strings go. Evan, it's very interesting. Um, so they they put that music because it's 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 they did in the trailer. Uh, well, it's from 2001: A Space Odyssey, which doesn't they have Christopher Pendereski oh, music, but it's I think it's from. Other co- modern composer called uh, Johann, not not Johann Strauss. That's the Blue Danube um, Strauss. But I know his last yeah, name yeah. is Strauss, and he did he did most of the music for Space Odyssey, hmm. and I think he did that one. Um, and it's just the rising. It's the monolith theme, you know the what two thousand one Space Odyssey mon- monolith. No, I was looking at the Spider Man article has forty one k Facebook likes. Wow, is that true? Yep. Okay. Anyway, it's <laughs> a lot. That is a lot. What do you want to say? Go on. Hey, I Google completely Plus, interrupted you. Two Google Plus. They're making headway. Uh, so it's the monolith theme music. So it's the... Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Right? Yeah, yeah, when they're in the moon. And, uh, Jupiter or something. Okay, let's, let's just talk about Godzilla really quickly. Let's do it. This is what I wanted to talk about the most, to be honest, because I have friends. You know who you are. Who keep... Like uh, me. No, no. No, no, no. You're not my friend. Who keep... Um, Sending me links about the news for Godzilla, yeah, which happened since like 2012 when they started. Talking yeah, I think about that's it. when they started kind of and talking about this, the development of the ultimate Godzilla. I kept Godzilla talking film. about okay, I, me and you, I don't know about you, but probably me more. I'm a fan of the the kaiju films. You know, no, I'm a, I'm a fan films. of Godzilla movies, but the unfortunate thing is I don't, I don't know, know if I because we watched. Quite a few Godzilla movies. Yeah, and I would really like to Back go when we watch. Were kids too. Yeah, I would really like time. to go watch more of them again. Yes. But at the same time, what you think, Fuji? I do know that a lot of these old '60s, '70s ones, or did, were they in the '60s and '70s? As yeah, well? uh, some of them are quite boring. Yes, especially when they're just sitting around talking about <laughs> space alien plans and invasions. Yeah, but no, I mean I like Godzilla. I'm a fan <laughs> of Godzilla. But again, I can't say for the sure base. like I'm a aficionado because I don't know enough that's about right Godzilla. I mean like I don't own any figures <laughs> but, but I love but I, I like Godzilla but I, I think he's cool him. 
Godzilla's awesome. the best. You see, I just when I was a kid, I liked Godzilla. You have no idea. I was so excited in 1998. The Godzilla movies Ooh, yes. coming out. I thought it was the best thing ever, but it wasn't. And we all know. Do this. you know what's better than 1998 Godzilla movie? What? Godzilla Final Wars. Oh yes. Now that, oh yes. That is that is it's like bad. It's the perfect. But it's good. Yes. It's the perfect blend of. And it's a combo of everything. You get all the monster battles, space battles, space battles, martial arts, and and this white guy because it's a Japanese film. Motorcycles. So there's this white guy. He's big and huge. He's American. He has his mustache and he looks angry. Yes. And he has a katana. Dude. This is that's a really and good Godzilla, Godzilla fights. Film. Zilla, who is now known yes, as Zilla. Yes, and they, 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 like, he beats him completely, right? In like half a minute. That's, that, that's, With that's, a really stupid song. Take everything left from me! Yeah. That's not that, really that, wasn't, that wasn't very good. But, anyway, uh, what do you want to talk about? Um, yeah. So, so yeah, the Godzilla movie. No, no, before, I, before okay. we talk. So we, Godzilla fans. Yes, we, like, we played the game Final Wars so many times when we got a GameCube back in 2002. Yeah. It's good stuff. And then... Uh, then we found a bargain sale of all old Godzilla movies. We bought those That's on right, DVD. Yeah. It's great. Uh, and uh, yeah, Godzilla 2000 came out. And for some reason, we didn't watch it in theaters. I think it's because it was December and we weren't in the States. Cause we they had we wanted to watch it, though? Well, I wanted to watch it. We saw some commercials, I yeah, think. Yeah, maybe. With, uh, with the monster Orga. Yeah. Yeah, I think Godzilla's I know how Orga is. Biolante. <laughs> yeah, Biolante. No, no. Pure I magic. I think I know most of the, the monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... What was I gonna say? Hey, wait! One, before we go on, did Godzilla ever fight? One second, remember the name? Ankylos. Nope. Did Godzilla ever fight? Come on, what's what's the, King Kong? The kids shout and he shoots. Camera, camera, camera! Yeah, did Godzilla ever fight Gamera? I think we're gonna have to. That's on the roster for films that has to be made. Yeah. I would love to see that. Can you imagine that? And he shoots, Gamera yes. kind of flies into space with his jetpacks. <laughs> yes. And Godzilla attaches himself yes. to the ground. And, and the great thing is, it's going to be like, you know, like the modern special effects. So it's like yeah. everything is going to be, all the weight and all the size is going to be the same, but you see him rotating around Man, with Gamera. And, so it's gonna, awesome. and you can see this huge bulk. Like, that'd be so cool. I would love to see that. And the kids are in like down, down on Earth you know, at the space base going, Gamera, Gamera, Gamera. And they're like, you know, intercoming into Gamera and telling him some instructions <laughs> in Gamera. You know, he doesn't know English. <laughs> so English, Japanese. Great. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about when they find, when they dub it. Okay, over, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, that'd be good. Okay. So, um, okay, I should, I should, I'm I should sorry, start I'm talking sorry. about it. So I, I can had, I, well, maybe I can help you. Maybe I can say what I think. All right, so because, no, I'm going to say because... I always had this, you know, uh, an idea, an idea and this sort of will that I really wanted to make. Cause I was watching all these Godzilla movies and I, I, I always felt in my, in my heart and I, in my soul, I, I felt, I felt in, cause I, I think I can talk about this because, you know, I make, I, I have a lot of secret projects. I never talked to anybody yeah, yeah. about except you cause I don't like you. Yeah. Um, but I usually don't tell anybody any of my stuff, but this since this one is already, the cat's out of the bag, Mr. Turner. That's the thing, isn't it? You know, uh, there's no, like, I don't have to keep a secret. Well, suffice to say, I, well, you had an idea, right? Yeah, I had an idea, but it was a long time coming. It was, like, from I know, yeah. way back in, I don't know, 2006, 2007. I was thinking about, like, every time he we went, oh, even 2004, every time he we went to Chicago, I was looking up at the buildings. 
Because, you know, with your eyes, you can see such a huge scope and you can see how big it is. And always thinking, you know, let's have Godzilla up there and film it in IMAX, film it in a big format and see how it just, you can see like this giant foot just crashes onto like the, the pavement and then all these buildings sort of moving away. And because they're so big, all the little, you know, it turns into like, they're kind of like sand buildings and then they just... Crumple. Yeah, crumple, crumple down. Is not and I a remember word. spending crumple. so many days, not days, I mean, so many hours going on YouTube and looking at demolishing buildings just so I can see all the. Really? I, then I noticed there's so much, there's so much debris and like so much dust coming out of those yeah, buildings. Yeah, that would be cool. So man. much. And I was always thinking of that. I was always drawing pictures. And like, to be honest, like I didn't have a story. I just had like a, the ideas to make it real. Yeah. You know? And there's part of a reason why I wanted to even learn Japanese just so I could. Because I wanted to make it a Japanese movie, because I wanted it to be Godzilla. That is a very good point. Because I because that that's their monster. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I wanted you know, and so I was thinking that'd be so cool. And it would you probably give you some good incentive to learn Japanese just for that to do that and stuff like that. And I was just you know really happy about it because I knew this wasn't happening. And then we heard rumors in two thousand nine about Godzilla IMAX, Godzilla to the max. You remember that? We releasing old movies or no? Making just a making movie? a new. Oh, okay. Movie. They should really some old ones. I would like to see those, yeah. Um, but then, you know, there's this new Godzilla movie. Yeah. And it's coming out. And like I said, I had some friends. I keep telling them, guys, listen, I'm not too excited about this. Just for the fact that, I, you know, I kind of wanted to do that. You know, I kind of yeah. wanted to think about this stuff. Uh, I was also talking about the camera angles and how, like, when, like, let's say King Ghidorah is, uh, is on screen. And if he's big... You're having a small camera. You don't have a big camera. So when you see them, big things are always going to be, because they're big, they're always going to be, it will feel like uh, you're at the base of his neck of one of King Ghidorah's heads. And he's looking out into the distance, you know, looking at Godzilla. Yes. And I'm saying like, if you're filming it, I'm not saying the obvious camera shake as like in a helicopter. You're talking about a kind of a stable, maybe a stable shot. Let's say you're filming this from a helicopter, looking at King Ghidorah. And if it's so big... You're at the base of its neck, kind of looking towards the distance, the horizon with the, the horizon level. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You know, um, and King Ghidorah's, one of its, like its last head, you know, the, the one all the way on the left, is like just looking out into the distance, looking at Godzilla. And the thing is, because your lens is so small and because you are so small, you will see such distance between the neck and... And King Ghidorah's head, head is that the head will look very small, far away. Yeah. And I want to see that sort of dynamic in film. And also, the film thing is like, you know, and obviously size, size and weight and stuff like that. How does, how does that even affect and everything? This is all I was thinking of. And I was also thinking about... Perspective. That, that's the, and and about. the format of filming. If you can't film it in IMAX, yes. you have to film it on a tall or a semi-tall screen. So when it's shown, it's shown big and tall because Godzilla is... Well, the uh, emphasis uh, it on... It walks upright on, yeah. pretty much most of the time, right? Yeah. It just has this giant tail in the back, but it's walking most of the time upright. And this is this is a funny thing. I think more and more modern filmmakers are losing the... Uh, the, the craft, as I would say, maybe. Okay, the craft. I'm of? saying craft so many times. I know, it's fine, today, it's fine. Um, of thinking about framing based on what they're shooting. Because nowadays, remember what back in the day when we were in 2003, we were filming movies, and I was no. so happy yeah, well, that yeah, I could, yeah. I finally, we finally got Sony Vegas back in 2003 because Tim showed it to us. Tim, thanks. Yeah. 
and I and I found out I can crop video and I can actually change. Oh the yes, shape. I can do widescreen now. And now I can do two point thirty five colon one. You know, two point thirty five one. Yes, two point thirty five. Yes, 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 two thirty five. Easy. Yeah. And I was so happy. I, we can we can make it look like this. And this was back in two thousand three. No, this was back then. This is the key to making movies, like to make them look like a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have it widescreen. That's Super it. widescreen. Or, Once you do that, movie mode. Or done. Or one eighty five. Yeah. And we were, and that's what I was doing all this time. Like two thousand four, I was just messing around with uh, aspect ratios and going two thirty five. Oh yeah, look how cool this is. One eighty five, then super two thirty nine. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, all yeah, this yeah. stuff. Yeah. And nowadays everybody's caught up <laughs> yeah. everybody caught up and now everybody's doing 235 even i saw even vlogs just doing really? 235 and they put some cinematic what? lighting it's ridiculous and and now the talk about overkill and now the and this is a whole other story it's like you know like back in the day when they were filming films like lawrence of arabia or the ten commandments they knew how to use that aspect ratio because that's how it was made it was made yeah. for the for a for a wider and more in depth look into like a film and that and when they framed it they framed it very classically and the way it's supposed to be shown on a big screen there's Charlton Heston the greatest actor and he's in the center of the frame up all the way from his like waist waist up yes. and there's all this negative space but it's kind of almost a close up but the okay. idea is that all this negative space will trans I'm not even going to talk about this this is a secret never mind why? Oh, I don't, yeah, want, I don't yeah, want people yeah, to yeah, copy no, my yeah, your theory of because negative space look at, creates. Look at Lawrence of Arabia. Bigness. So much negative space, and it looks so great. If you watched it in a big screen, it awesome. would look fantastic. You know, that's all I'll say. So anyway, Godzilla, same thing. People are abusing their power with two thirty five, and I think everybody thinks two thirty five is like the the bomb. Well, and no, one and, of the biggest and, one of the biggest um, uh, offenders to two thirty five is J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Except for but not except only for that, into it's, darkness. It's, that was it's good. It's the combination of two thirty five plus super close up shots. Yeah, that, which well, completely Abrams. you know eliminate the purpose of two thirty five. Yep. In framing. Okay. Anyway, let's let's just get to it. Okay, Godzilla. Anyway, so you get an idea of what I was thinking about. And yeah. I was very enthusiastic about it. Yeah. I wanted to yeah. change it, you know Japanese and everything. So anyway, this movie shows up, and I'm not very happy because now the uh, the novelty of seeing a new Godzilla. In his glorious computer graphics, you know what I mean? Realistic, yeah. size, weight, everything is working. You know, all this smoke. Yeah. And uh, that's the only reason I'm disappointed. And because they're, and they're, and they're treating Godzilla as like a, you know, as like the way he's supposed to be treated, like in context of the damage that he does all the time in, yeah. in the movies, which is like, which is the 2001 Space Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's And a- then the trailer. Remember the trailer? Right, the and trailer. And it has the voiceover. With like mm, yeah. I am death, remember like the, like a qu- poem from uh, from a famous poet, yeah. And they're making it sound so important, which is I you know I wanted to do that, so I'm disappointed. Like I'm disappointed just in myself that I didn't get to do it. You yeah, know I, know, I, mean? I know. What you're and so peep, yeah. and then so there's these people who keep ch- showing me uh, more and more information about this Godzilla. I don't want to know, and I keep saying, dude, I don't want to know. People. You know, I, you know, because like, I here's a link. Here's a link full. Here's a yeah, and it's article. Like, I, I know you don't want it. Is. But here's another link. It looks great. It looks great. It's gonna look great. Come on, I'm you like, better like it. And I'm like, please get excited stop, about it. Stop. Yeah, yeah. That's you have that's to like how it. I feel most of the time. Yeah. And people keep shoving the link. And do you need my approval? I'm not. I'm not the movie king. So you have to like it. The movie. Why don't you king. like it? Okay, well, okay. Let's do the trailer thing. Yes, and so he does. There's a poem thing. This is the yeah. first teaser trailer. I, mean, I don't remember the. I remember the theatrical. And then, and then it shows like the destruction. 
I am death. Blah, 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 right? Now, the funny thing is that I always, ever since we watched the Mummy trailer back in 2001, when we were 12, I always liked the idea because it sounded like this microphone quality on the narration. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Uh, with uh, the guy who was in Independence Day and he's in The Mummy. I forget his name. And he's in Planet of the Apes. Jumanji. Well, remake. Is he? Talking about the narrator. No, that's Jonathan Hyde. The other guy who's like... I thought you were talking about the Mummy trailer. Yeah, and he's like, no, you know... Many legends. Yeah, many about the secrets of Hamanaptra. Oh, that wasn't him talking, right? No, that was okay, the other I'm mixing guy. it up. Um, I know, I know. Yeah, he was in. Yeah, um, he and he was in Stargate as well, um, which I haven't seen, but I know this <laughs> um, music. And and the narration was the quality of the voice sounded like a 1920s radio or like journal or audio, and I think that that's still really like if you would implement that now for a trailer or something, it would sound so That'd profound. Be great. I know, right? Like like many legends, or, and like let's say, and it or almost, does he have to, it doesn't even have to connect so much. It could be like a radio drama from the twenties or something like that, and you're connecting that yeah that speech to the trailer of Godzilla. Yes, and you're saying many legends speak of the and you yes. keep going, and then, and then you see this, and, and it's then you so, see these, and you see these profound shots of destruction. Yeah, and, and that would make it so cool. I would like That'd to do awesome. that, but they didn't. They sort of did that in Godzilla, but not really, because the quality was still too good, and it wasn't, and it really wasn't from like a radio or something. Yeah, but. They did the same thing. But now the idea is how someone's going to take it. Crap. That one guy in his underwear is going to be like, I'm making a movie tomorrow. That's what he is. That's what he is. (laughs) Um, So anyway, and then they show another monster on the ground, like dead, like some kind of pill bug monster. I don't remember. I don't know. And and it's just Godzilla, and then at the end it's the reveal. Remember the 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 shot that goes up from the, from below to up, and then it shows Godzilla roaring in the dust. Yes, and guess yes. what? All the dust. I know it's the dust from the from and the, debris and stuff debris. like that. And, and his his most big and solid, and you know he looks good enough. I mean, I saw some model pictures from the Comic Con last year. That's the thing. He looks kind of bald. Because yeah. I think that what they did. Okay. Anyway. Sorry, this that was the first trailer, yeah. and, and everybody's getting excited. Yeah, and to me, of course, like I said, it's just the novelty is wearing off for other people. So when you make another one, people won't be that excited because this is the first time you're going to see Godzilla in right. Well, here, here, I think there's a really. And I wanted to do that. But I, don't know. I know, I know. That's okay. true. That's true. No, I agree. I agree. I totally. Anyway, let's just talk about the director real quick because no one talks about okay. him. Gareth Edwards. He's a enthusiastic director. I listened to him talk about Godzilla, and he seemed he was like he wanted to do. He's the same as me, sort of like you know what I mean. Like, like he wanted to do Godzilla. Like I really wanted to do this all my life, and you know stuff That's like good. that. So I like hearing that. I always like hearing that. You're um, not like yeah. I was called up last week, and it's, and like, it's oh, like a waste of space. It's like I want to do you know art house movies, but like I have to do Godzilla. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, but even so, you don't know how true these things are because I know. I'm, I'm but just, I'm not I'm jo- saying I'm Gareth joking, Edwards is like that. I think he's kind of cool, you know. He's he's a he's a together guy, and um, cool. he and he directed Monsters, which is another. It's, it's like a really small, low budget, independent film called. I'm not I think I might have heard of it. And I keep hearing two different things. I didn't watch it, but I keep hearing two different things about it. Is that it's really good or really boring? So I don't know which it is. I have to <laughs> watch it. And it's about giant monsters, it's really good but the boring. monsters are not are hardly ever seen because it's low budget. Irrelevant. And then he made this other movie that came out, this SWAT movie, something like that. It's called, it's like intra- it's like a remake and it's like a, a SWAT team is going into, inside a building and it's like an intense, intense kind of thriller movie where they're just in this building and they have to get out, hmm. something like that. You know, it's kind of like Die Hard kind of thing. Hmm. And the thing is, uh, Gareth Edwards is very, the thing about him is he seems to be good. Like his movies seem to be good. People seem to generally like them and everything. I haven't seen any of his films. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> yeah. 
And that's great. I, you know, I think good job. You yeah. Know? But I know that he's a little bit younger guy. So he's coming from the field of shaky cam and intensity. Shaky cam zone, yeah. yeah. And, and for me, I feel like, you know, you, he studied, studied under, under, under Abrams. Yeah. You know, like everybody's kind of looking at each other and going, oh, shaky cam intense, you know. Paul, I was hoping that's going to die mass. out, but I guess not. I want it to die out because it has no room in movies with big screens. This yeah. makes no sense. Yeah, it's good on like monitors that we have, these 30-inch monitors. That's fine, I guess. But it's still better when you see nice sweeping shots. I know. Especially my uh, Yeah. Anyway, I, that's all I wanted to say about Gareth Edwards. Yeah, he so, seems to be fine. But the, the thing is, why is it 235? Godzilla is tall. He's not long. So what's the point it's of very counterintuitive, I have to say. Especially then, when we're talking about like, the king of all the, monsters. And then we watched the new trailer. And then there's the other, the, the drop trailer. Remember the drop trailer? Everybody says, so awesome, so Yes, bright. yes, I remember oh! the trailer. <laughs> that's, I, what I people, remember, that's, what, that's how people sound when they're know, talking know, about yeah. this YouTube thing. comments. Yeah. Typing. And that's how I think you sound. So try, know, try to be a little bit more it's, together, guys. It's true, though. <laughs> so the drop thing, the drop thing, the halo drop. Yeah, I remember that one. I like, that was, that was kind of cool, too. Um, see, I'm not negative. No. That was kind of good, too. Only thing that I think should have been better is that it shouldn't have been the pilot perspective. Remember that? Everybody thinks that's the coolest part. It's not. It's stupid. No, I think the coolest part was no, the, the parachuting the, what, what, when they're not. Exactly. Not the perspective, but yes, the, the camera. Like you said, the camera sweeping and you're seeing You're just seeing Godzilla. these little dots. Yeah, yes, you're seeing yes. these little dots, which are, which are the pilots. And it has no stupid distraction of the, the point of view guy. Yes. <gasps> it's better if it was just Drop like that. In. And then you just see the, 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 the dust and... Clouds clearing, and you see this giant. I mean, that's 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 part of I think the entire idea. But of, it's it's this this different ethics. Like I have these. Those are these are my kind of yeah filmmaking ethics. That's his. That's the thing, though. Here's a great opportunity to utilize and put emphasis on everything that's really cool about Godzilla, because after all, king yeah. of all monsters. Yeah. So I think that what you're talking about exactly perspective, space, uh, this gigantic uh, size of Godzilla, mm. and how he destroys yeah. cities. That, Wide should, angle that should be at the Remember focus. Remember we watching I think, the commentary the with Gultimo Toro, Guillermo del Toro, aka known as Gultimo Toro, Pacific Rim. Yes, and, he, and I was like, yeah, I know Wide angle lenses, example. and he went wide-angle lenses, and I was like, yeah, exactly. But this is the whole idea, exactly, because, sir. because you're creating these uh, these scenes where you're supposed to pay attention to these. It's as if you were there looking. It's a gigantic, you know, monster, yeah. or Jaeger, right? I think that in no, in the trailer, all I was going to say is that. This is a perfect opportunity to start focusing on that in Godzilla, right? Yes. And what I thought from the trailer was, this is completely speculation, but a couple problems for me was, one, uh, it seems like we're going to be paying attention to our main hero. Jake, which Jake, is, Jake. It's automatically going to be good. Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. It's like, Breaking Bad means the best Breaking actor. good. I have no clue. But anyway, I was going to say, um, it seems like we're going to be paying attention to him, right? Yes. And the problem with that is that I think that with a movie like this, like Godzilla, when again, the movie, basically the hero of the movie is Godzilla. He's the villain, but you know, everyone's going to go watch Godzilla, right? Yeah. Well, uh, it's the star of the show. When you have that and you, and you tend to focus on the main character, either the main character is going to be really good and you remember the movie because of the main character or it's going <laughs> to fail like the 1990 Godzilla. We don't care about those people. We no, really don't. And no. most Godzilla movies, you don't really care about the people. No, Let's be don't. honest. No. You're not there to watch Definitely that. Definitely not. So I think here, when I see Brian Cranston, but, yes, but there's, I'm, I'm but, not saying it'll be, I don't know what they're going to do, but I'm saying that if they're going to focus so much on him yeah, and you his don't turmoil want, and his family. Yeah, you, you don't want characters. 
even if they're good, you don't want people to come out and say Brian Cranston was amazing in Godzilla. Uh, unless the movie's like you know, like like Brian Cranston, you know, <laughs> survives the world, or <laughs> survives Godzilla, survives the destruction of the world. That's a different story, you know what I mean? Or yeah. call it like you know, John. It's like the movie about John, but it's and about he Godzilla. happens to be in a city where Godzilla is destroyed. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that's the first thing, right? The second thing is that New York, wherever we're setting this in, I no, think it's San Francisco. N- enough. No, we're not in America. Yeah. We have to go to Tokyo. I said. Why wasn't it just like the uh, Japanese Godzilla, the the yes. original that they made original, in 1954, yeah. I think it is, or 1957? The one of those, I mean. Yeah, and they could do the same thing, but because it's American, they could do a... Uh, tra- uh, Have an American main character? No, they should, they should do a reference. They could do a tribute to the American version of Godzilla where they spliced in yeah, yeah, exactly, Steve yeah. Martin, the character, played <laughs> by, I don't know... <laughs> I don't know why do I remember the name. The it's fine, but we, I know what you're talking about. The yeah. reporter who goes to Japan and sees all this. Yes. And that'd they be great. Been, it it'd, been be a, it'd be a homage to the, the rehash, right? It would be in Japan. And it'd be in Japan. And uh, it would be great because then you could have a connection for American audiences, right? Because yes. it's an American film. That's like the Plus in Japan, setting it where Godzilla is meant to be because, yeah, because part of, of Godzilla is this whole... Culturally, nuclear. it's very much tied nuclear. to nuclear. Well, it is. Yeah, it is nuclear, right? Yeah, it's it's a yeah, it's it's sort of Japan. It's a response after the war, yes. right? And I was going to say that those are the two main problems I'm seeing, at least from the trailer. Now, and a third problem. Wait, there's one more. Yeah, is military. To be honest, I'm <laughs> sick and tired of seeing so, the military in every film because we know they're not going to do anything yeah. to stop Godzilla. And then we see these and shots. Especially if we're going to see, like, you know, the American military. Come on, guys. You know, American flags and stuff. I'm hey, not saying it's a Michael Bay there, thing. Will there be a character that's like the... Maybe. Maybe the like, Avatar come on, I'm military your family. guy. I'm helping your family. Come on. The Avatar military guy. Remember? Very possible. I don't trust these lizards. Oh, man. Don't use the nuke. Use the nuke. No. Because he was born from nuclear <laughs> fire. So that's the thing. Military is going to be there, obviously, of yeah. course. You know, that's fine. But if but sideline that, sideline yes. that, sideline that's what Brian Cranston's family. That's what I was exactly going to say. The characters will only be good as supporting characters that l- yes. leeway into the events that happen with Godzilla destroying stuff, and apparently he's going to fight another monster. So that's good. That's good. Yeah, but bring it to a minimum. You know what I mean? To a certain yes. point, don't go beyond that. We don't need all this extra baggage from the yeah. characters because we want to see. A, I wouldn't even mind like a simple story. Where Godzilla, you know, destroys the city. A, ba- a regular Godzilla film. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, right? regular. It's the average thing. He's no, destroying no, a city. No, no, but like I said, put perspective on what you were talking about When's before. lunch? Right? Put perspective on what you were talking about. Size, visuals. Yes, yes. I don't know. Make some cool story about Godzilla. I don't know. He has like some nuclear complications well, or something. Like, I don't know. The thing is the story always has to have like, has to uh, rely on what Godzilla is going to be doing next. Right. Yeah. He's going towards the whatever. Yeah. Or a we new monster comes him. in. And then a new monster comes in. Yeah. And, then, and then they could like try to get Godzilla to be led to the other monster or something like that. I don't know. Anything, really. Whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I don't want to talk about this. Godzilla's wife and kid, you know, why not? <laughs> the whole Godzilla family's <laughs> coming Godzilla's in. Godzilla's kid piece <laughs> yes, of yeah, garbage? Yeah. They did a better job in Godzilla versus um, King Ghidorah in the 1990s. Really? Yeah, there was an actual Godzilla, baby Godzilla. Like, it looks like Godzilla? Yes. That's cool. Good. So, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, like, I have no clue, and this is complete speculation, yeah, but I'm yeah, just saying these are my first, like, impressions from yes. the trailer, and I think... And, no, no, and I'm afraid because, because everybody like, else's impressions is... Awesome! Awesome! It was so awesome! I'm serious. There's, like, drooling... I'm just, I can't. I'm sorry. Uh, no offense to anybody. I'm just. I'm just. I, I, I have to get it out, man. You gotta vent. You gotta vent, you gotta vent all those comments and stuff. Base. Um, yeah, and and talking about the design of Godzilla, you're gonna say something that. Yeah, he that, looked a little bit bald. Mm, I don't know. Did you see, I, I did you see the, the top of his head? But like, I just noticed because, his because snout the way, is thin. 
that narrow. Yeah. The last trailer, there's a shot of Godzilla going, you know, roaring or whatever, and as they close the door in like a SWAT van or something. But again, this is this and is a here perfect is. opportunity to make the ultimate Godzilla. Yes, and a- for accentuate all the more great elements. Or less, he looks pretty much like the original yeah, that's Godzilla. True. That's true. But the have you seen some of the models? Maybe you can pull some up. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. You showed me some of these before. I think. See, he lo- see, he looks kind of. That's bald. the one. The final one. This one is. He looks uh, kind of. It's, it's not terrible. He's bald. He looks kind of like a dinosaur, though. Well, that's the stupid thing. Back in 1998, <laughs> yeah, full on. who was the designer, the great designer who was designing the new Godzilla, yeah. let's make him dinosaur-like. Why? Because Lost World, Jurassic Park, and now uh, they shook most of it off, but it still feels like the design. See, he's kind of he's like. He's chunky, which is great, but his face is like Jabba mm, the yeah, Hutt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the, the, the neck is like... But I mean, they, but you said they got most of the... <laughs> Maybe you should just talk. There's a lot of trouble ahead. You better catch up. Yeah, you better jack. You better jack. But I see. I don't know, man. See, this Godzilla looks like it's the response to the 1998 one. Yeah, like where the was slender and thin and uh, like a dinosaur. This one's chunky, but it's like ultra chunky because it's trying to make a statement. It's like, look at me, I'm so chunky. Why is his his, uh, snout? But why is his snout so thin? This is a question we will probably hear answered when it comes out. This is the time to have like a when it comes out on Blu-ray, triple wide mouth, and we're gonna see it. That's what I wanted to see because Godzilla always had a wide mouth. He's obviously gonna have. Blue breath. That was one of the biggest complaints. Or is it going to be like a combo with flames or something? Because they do. Well, that, that was one of the biggest complaints for the yeah, old Godzilla. Breath. And in fact, fans were so outraged that they heard that he was not going to, you know, f- do have any breath. Yeah. They actually made some kind of little accidental flame breath. Remember, in a few shots. They did, yeah. Yeah. And so now, obviously, he's going to have. Yeah. And because it's a response, like I said, he's so chunky compared to the slender Godzilla from nineteen 19- Zilla from nineteen ninety eight. He's probably going to have like triple breath because he's supposed <laughs> probably, to, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so Out Godzilla, of his eyes as well. So Godzilla is more or less a, a movie about just letting go with uh, many strifes. Right, yeah. Nuclear. I think so, at the heart of it. Fallout it? and bad movies based on the Godzilla franchise. Yeah, pretty much. Um, um, uh, yeah, the snout, I wanted to say, uh, what can we say about this? People are going to be like, what do you care about the snout? What the, the? Yeah, the, the snout's Well, you know. I'm sorry, guys. Just, this is a design aesthetic that uh, has to be addressed because it's better if you had a wider mouth. Absolutely. I mean, like, like, I, said, like I said, uh, have and the again, features the thing about him being bald, you can just go out, just write known. just write to 2014 Godzilla sculpture, and you'll see some concept art. And yeah, it's, more or less, is the final one. And his spikes. <laughs> the spikes are okay, I think. I think so, but it's like half Godzilla 2000, half normal Godzilla. Godzilla 2000 was, was actually a pretty good design. I wish it was all Godzilla normal 2000. Godzilla. Hmm? Wasn't that a pretty good one? It's pretty, pretty good, but I mean, like, I want to see the old one with the, with the coral-shaped spikes, uh, which this one has, but only at the picture? beginning. Oh, well, yeah, that's the classic. Yeah. And what, the new one doesn't have that? He yeah, has half, back. half. Let me see. Anyway, I just wanted to address his head. Just one more, one more chance. Just one more thing I want okay. to say. The head, this is, this is, this is my problem. Uh, there's too much bulk on the back of the why are we talking why are we critiquing i don't know i don't know (laughs) but it is part of the movie now i mean like it is it will be and yeah if it's not great we have to leave all this sculpture stuff in i don't know i just want to say like there's too much mass on the top of the head like i think because like godzilla is usually he stands up a little bit straighter than he does in this one because they want to make it look like a t-rex like a dinosaur like a a real animal and whatever but uh, because there's so much mass on the top um, and there's no horns on the top. It kind of feels like 
Never mind. I'll talk about this later. We'll have a whole episode. No, Godzilla. Now we should watch more Godzilla movies. What were we talking about? To Godzilla? Yeah, and I said, just like I said, Gareth Edwards is from that school of shaky cam. Right. And so there's a lot of shaky cam. Also, what did you think of the effects? Of course, the effects are fantastic. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Why are people so excited about Godzilla when we just saw Pacific Rim last year? And it's the same thing. I don't know. I don't have an answer. The only thing you can say is it's Godzilla, but yeah, what what else? That's pretty much it. It's Godzilla. So why are you so excited so if you saw something Pacific Rim? I guess the more the better. More monsters, more something. I guess. I, I, guess. I mean, but for me, that's, that's. But I don't know. For me, though, I don't really see such a. Um, uh, what do you what do you say that? I don't really see such a correlation between the two. Like I don't know why. Why wouldn't it be okay? Like what to watch Pacific Rim? It's a, it's a different thing. You know what I mean? Pacific Rim is Jaegers versus monsters. Godzilla is is very specific. I think. Okay. They're both monster movies, but I'm saying that. Fine. But this is like we know like what Godzilla is about. I don't know. Like it's just two different things for me. I don't really see much of a. They're they're making this film, and they're they're really boosting up its seriousness. You know? Yeah, that's weird. I guess it's they, want, and they want everyone to kind of go and like watch it. Are they planning to, is, this, is this like an American... And like I said, shaky cam, shaky cam. Is this like an American like reboot series? Like where they're going to yeah, do Yeah, Warner Brothers, uh, Legendary movies? Pictures. Are they going to do their own Godzilla movies now? I don't, I don't know. know. Or is it just know. like a one thing where it's like... Hopefully it's just a we'll one thing. We'll find out. Hopefully it's just a one thing. Anyway, I wanted to mention another thing in the trailer. The, the last one, there were some shots that were almost exactly like the Godzilla, original Godzilla really? film, 1954. There was this one shot. No one notices. I can't believe no one talked like about Like where this. he jumps up and he flies in the air. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then he high-fives Jet Jaguar. his tail drags along the, along the ground. And Jet Jaguar appears. He was also in there. <sighs> no, did you see the cameo? Like he's this little, little black dot all the way in the background. No, no. no, no. <laughs> That's Jet Jaguar. It has to be. Mm-hmm. And he's over there. You can see this little, little blob like of red. Of red. Yeah, yeah. No. There's another, it looked like there was another monster in the film, like flying. And and that's the only thing that I was actually like a little bit excited about when we were watching for the first time. I just went, Rodan! Is it Rodan? That'd be cool. And why the, not? Only, the only reason why I'm saying that is because he's not a giant monster and because he's like the monster no one cares about. Yeah. That's how he sounds. Rodan. Like Rodan's pretty okay. What's wrong with him? The worst, because, the worst monster Because then is, they would put in King Ghidorah. The worst monster is Angora. Angiras? Angora. You mean spikes? Yeah, that wasn't very good. He's the first, first Godzilla villain. Uh, that's why. Um, one shot, exactly like the original 1954 film. Uh, there's this one shot in the tunnel. There's like a, a mountainside, yeah. and it was full of uh, foliage, and it, it had a tunnel and a road going through the mountainside. Okay. And that one shot, I can't believe no one notices. It's almost exactly like the Godzilla film from 1954. There's one shot in the Godzilla movie, the original one, where it's almost the exact same kind of uh, composition yeah. and angle and everything. And then this this is the scene where Godzilla just pops up from the from the side and looks and just walks. walks I don't know why I'm drawing a blank completely. That's all right. You don't, I don't think you even saw the 1954 one. I saw a trailer. <laughs> I watched it. I watched the original one, like the original Japanese one, the one without Steve Burr. Steve well, Burr, that's his name. Raymond Burr. Raymond Burr. There we go. Steve oh. Martin, Raymond Burr. Looks exactly like the the original film. That was cool. And I like I like their little attention to detail with that. I That is a good thing though. But in concluding, I will set a disclaimer and say 
all the luck to these guys. They're doing yeah. a good job. The effects are nice. They look good. But I'm not going to be excited for personal reasons. Um, and even though there's shaky cam, you know, the, in the end, it just matters if it's going to be an entertaining film. But we're always going to talk about the fact that this shaky cam and you you didn't take advantage of the big angles of and, the of the um which means attributes. you can make another one yeah i know why not there's always room for more but I, unless I, toho disapproves yeah okay yeah what do you want to say yeah wow we talked a lot about godzilla like i think i think that's all i said is godzilla pretty so, much. well we're gonna have to put godzilla in our uh we'll put him outside and guess what we only talked about two or three topics in my in my in my ten in my ten topic three list, three, roughly, I think it was okay. And I was staying mellow most of the time. It's pretty good. Hooray! It's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> Akira Ifukube. So this name, yeah. No, uh, Akira Ifukube did the music. It's a very good score. Well, theme. Here's betting. That Godzilla will not have this theme, the new one. Oh man! They'll get like James Newton Howard, and he'll, he'll make his a, own theme. He'll do a theme for the family. Yep. <laughs> and the only time this theme will surface is at the end in the credits. Dun 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 no, dun dun. Right when the the the, the first credit hits. Dun 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 And then we'll have animated credits. That's a new trend. And then we're yeah, that's a new trend. And we'll be like, oh, okay, fine. It might be bad, but it might. It could be good. Or even bad. Uh, the movie. Godzilla. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, all, the, all we'll the power... When does it come out? Uh, May or June. This year? Yep. Really? Yeah. Oh. I they next year. They wouldn't be showing trailers, as many trailers, if huh. it wasn't coming okay. next year. Because usually I'm always all the way off. Yeah, I'm going to go in very cautiously, because it's it's one of those one of those movies <laughs> that I wanted to do. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, that's fine. I mean, what? We'll yeah. see. We'll see. We'll see what they what they kind of uh, did. I did I did I keep did I mention the shaky cam enough? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's one of the and and we there was one shot, one shot in the Godzilla trailer where we thought they were looking out in the distance at this giant wave and we thought it was Godzilla. It's so big, <gasps> but it wasn't. He was kind of on the side. Those are the things I'm telling you. But then they're saying we need a realistic size proportion. It's like, dude, no, you need to make it big. Show the grandeur. That's one of the pro- that's one of the points of the film. And, and yeah, and um, the other point is, make the size, the aspect ratio bigger, and make the scope wider, and everything, because that's the whole point of Godzilla. It's big, big, yeah. not yeah. 235 shaky cam. We're not doing Star Trek again, because that was stupid. I know, I know, and I don't mean. Never mind. I guess I'm trying to. I'm trying to say that I don't blame. You know, I don't blame people for their mistakes. I do ask they pay for them. It's yeah. true. John Hammond. John Hammond. Thanks, Dad. John Hammond. Thanks, Dad. Jurassic Park, dinosaurs, Godzilla. Oh, that's all we've been talking about today. Wow. This is it. That's so true. And how are we going to stop the conclude? Oh, it's just a song, probably. Our song. We should yeah. talk more about like film techniques and stuff. Like okay. That. Sounds cool to me. Especially since we're going to start working on a project, yes. Okay, well, let's go sing a final song. You have to do Godzilla, though. Huh? Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. 
This is going to be the best ending ever. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, okay, let's do it. Just, that's it. Okay, so then I just go. Bum, 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 Okay, we're done. How are we gonna stop this? There's like no concluding word. Yeah, there is. This is the word. 